This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam, I am fresh out of jail. <laughs> and Mark. And uh, you can, go, again, dial in about anything as always. Of course, if you've got a question for Sam, now would be an ideal time for you to call and do that. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. It is the show about absolutely anything. Uh, so you can take control of the airwaves. But we, of course, have Sam with us. So we're going to talk about his experience and why it is that he's sitting here with us today when uh, he's been in jail since April 13th. Uh, did you did you even uh, did, 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 did you keep track of how many days it was, Sam? I, I stopped counting after the first four weeks or so. It just, uh, you know, I was just focusing on uh, what I could do from inside there and the the things that I wanted to learn about, and uh, the, I was doing some spiritual development things like that. And you know, counting the days, especially when you're being held indefinitely, not a lot of not a yeah. real value in that. So, so a brief recap here. Basically, you were arrested for recording video in a public court lobby, and then you were held indefinitely by order of uh, Judge Burke here at uh, the Keene District Court in New Hampshire. Uh, held indefinitely because you were using your supposed right to remain silent. You know the thing they say every time that uh, somebody's about to get questioned by the police. You have the right to remain silent. Uh, well, apparently you don't have the right to remain silent, or, or I, guess, I guess you have the right to remain silent, but they have the right to keep you in a jail cell if you do And deny silent. you your rights, correct. Yeah, so they did that. Uh, they kept you there, and you weren't giving them your so-called legal name, even though after a couple weeks they figured out what your legal name was because you did give them fingerprints. They ran the fingerprints, and they pulled up your information from that. So they had your legal name, but they still wanted you to bow down to them and and essentially bestow it upon them to uh, to supplicate yourself to their supposed authority and give them voluntarily of your own volition your legal name, which you never did the entire time you were in jail. You never once broke on that particular issue, but they let you out anyway. And as somebody pointed out, I think it was Puke over at the uh, the Free Keen Forum, he pointed out that, well, wait a minute, I thought this was a really dangerous uh, thing to let somebody out of jail without knowing their name. I mean, that's what all the excuses were from the status was that, well, we need to know his name. What if he's a child molester or what, you know, whatever sort of uh, silly nonsense they threw out there to justify their demands. Right, they come up with all kinds of justifications for this. The reason that we threw him in jail is he can't film in the lobby. What if there's some raped women in there? You know, yeah. like all this stuff that they talk about. And, you know, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't uh, comport with reality. Well, and so if it were a big deal, they should have kept him in the jail. But today, out of nowhere, they decided to turn you loose. What happened today? Well, I was sitting in the uh, gymnasium there reading a book. The multi-purpose room. Oh, yes. Sorry. Room. sorry. If you call it a gymnasium, you can't make people sleep in it. <laughs> or have uh, 28 people using one bathroom and uh, no <sighs> shower in there. It was lovely. Um, so I'm sitting there, they're like, get your stuff, come on, you're coming with us. Of course, they never tell you where you're going because they don't want the other inmates to know. And, uh, I pack, I had loads of stuff that I had accumulated over my time there from legal papers. You sure the- did. You had, more, <laughs> you had more stuff coming out of jail after two months than I had coming out of prison after eight and a half years. <laughs> Hey, the the free staters took care of me when it came to commissary time. So I bought lots of junk food for what I figured was my last week. And I was just picking out all week and eating and uh, working out and so forth, regaining my strength. And so I loaded it all onto the bed, could barely drag the mattress out of there. And uh, once I got out, one of the guys that one of the guards that was really friendly to me got me some shoes and was really you know pleasant the entire time. He's like, "Good news, 
you're getting out and uh they they found you or they're uh, they're giving you a PR bond which is a personal recognizance bond mm-hmm. essentially they just want a signature and you to agree to the terms and so forth and now said, it used to be $10,000 yeah $10,000 cash uh, and then it was reduced to what what was it reduced to 5000 5, personal recognizance which means i sign and don't have to give any money but you weren't willing to sign their papers no well i mean they're still they were still asking for terms that were unlawful. Number one, the judge never. Okay, there, there's a several parts to a, a bail form, and you know there's the normal terms, and then the judge can add additional terms if he makes a determination that either a they're required to keep these additional terms or requirements are needed in order to ensure my appearance at trial, or b if I am a danger to the community. So uh, so what they did was originally it was $10,000 cash is what you'd have had to put down to get out of jail in order to move the process along. Right. And they still wanted your name. name then when the judge changed then when the judge changed it, he still wanted your uh your home address and your name, your mm-hmm. so-called legal name, but he was willing to to waive the $10,000 and make it into a $5,000 personal recognizance meaning you wouldn't have to pay the 5 grand, but if you didn't show up for trial, then you would have to pay five grand. Is that yes, right? and then they also I had to give them my address and I had to let them know before I moved anywhere. I'd have to go in writing, tell the court this is where I'm moving to, and then I could move. Which you were not interested in doing any no, of that, so you didn't uh, accept his offer in that particular case. And now all of a sudden today they come to let you out, saying, "Oh, now it's just PR without even any money attached to it." Right. And but just sign this form, right? Well, so they they told me that and they put the paperwork down. And I said, you know, I. I It depends on – I'm not going to sign it if the conditions are not acceptable. And, again, he didn't make this determination as to whether I'm a threat to the community or that these additional terms are needed in order for me to uh, appear at trial. And that's significant because that's what you can challenge in the higher court on and say this is unlawful. So, again, Burke's playing little legal games (laughs) with his forms – to to keep me in jail and keep me from being able to challenge. Isn't that his what decisions. lawyers do, though? I mean, I'm, well, he's a judge. He's supposed he, to be I'm the sorry, independent, neutral. A lawyer in address. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I read through it and I'm like, I, I hate to tell you guys, but I can't. You know, there's four guards standing around there rooting for me. <laughs> I think some of them are. And well, like, most people would take the deal, and that's what yeah. they—that's what they figure you're going to do. They figure if they just keep cutting it back and keep making better and better offers, mm-hmm. that you'll eventually say, "All right, fine, I want out of here," and uh, and you'll take the deal. Yeah. But you stood firm the entire time. Yeah, I mean, they pulled me back into holding and told me, "Go ahead, we're going to change your clothes now." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, I need to read this." And when I told them no, I'm like, "I'm sorry, I, I can't sign this because <laughs> this is no different than the last one. They're just telling me." that I have to go and give the address now within 72 hours or they're going to demand $5,000 from me. Uh, they also added on that I can't possess, be in possession of firearms, which I'm already in violation of because I have firearms. So, you mm. know, what is it I'm supposed to do? How can I possibly agree to this agreement that As I'm violating violent? from day one? As though there's any evidence that you're and, a violent person? Yeah, and if so, why didn't they do that on the previous two bail forms that the same judge issued? Mm. So... He said, well, the bail commissioner will be here in an hour. So they put me back in the holding cell, and I waited there for a little bit. The bail commissioner gets there and does some paperwork and so forth, and he calls me out, and uh, I let him know that this is an unlawful – these are unlawful terms, that the judge hasn't made this determination and has no right to you know, impose these additional uh, conditions. And uh, he said, so you're not going to accept this? I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> and he goes, 
well, what the hell did I come out here for? He yeah, well, he mad. thought you'd be like everybody else who uh, most people that go through there are just looking for an excuse to uh, to get out. And sure. he was wrong about they, you. They'd, they'd do anything <laughs> to get out. They'd do anything. They'd say anything to get out. And, you know, they they, they don't even understand what to do with a guy like Sam who's, who's yeah. like, mm, I don't accept your offer. You know, you don't want to get out of jail. and Let me back in my get, cell. They, that's what, what they did. They actually go, well, I, they kind of looked at each other. Like, what do we do now? Yeah. And put him back in the holding cell. So they put me back so in the bluffing. holding cell. They're, 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 this is something that they uh, they do tend to do is they try to puff themselves up and look um, more in, I guess, um, look scarier than they actually are. I mean, yes, yeah. it is a real reality that you have been in jail for nearly two months. So they are very serious about hurting you and, and taking you away from your life. And, and luckily, Sam, you have the the personal finances to be able to weather a few months in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you are in a unique position where, you know, the only, uh, only entity really counting on you is your kitty cat. And we managed to get that taken care of on the outside. So you're in a unique position. A lot of people, they've got families to take care of. They've right. got a whole bunch of bills to pay and they, they they wouldn't be able to make those those hard choices to say, you know what, I don't appreciate your, I don't want your offer, I'll just stay here. And so they put you back in the cell to get you to sweat it out because they, I, I, that's at least what I think. They wanted you to think, oh, I was so close. Maybe I should have just signed that. Okay, guys, I'll sign it. I'll sign it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So then he, they talk amongst themselves five, ten minutes or so. Uh, they, they bring me back out and uh, he starts to go over the bail agreement with me and I'll uh, continue that when we get back from the break. All right, 800-259-9231. Sam is with us from ObscuredTruth.com. Uh, he's back and we're glad to have him. Uh, don't, not sure how long you're going to stay on the show. You're welcome to stay for the whole thing. It's up to you. I know that uh, you're out and so you probably have a whole bunch of things that you could be spending your time on. More on the way if you've got a question for him. Dial in. It's Free Talk Live. Are you an active free stater living in New Hampshire? Are you and your family moving to New Hampshire in the near future? A new web series about the Free State Project is currently casting. Interested? Send us a short video about yourself. Tell us what you're doing or planning on doing to achieve liberty in your lifetime. Show us what makes you interesting. Upload your video to YouTube and send the link to fspwebseries at gmail.com. Don't have a video camera? Ask about other submission options. fspwebseries at gmail.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And all the features on the site are completely free. And some of our features aren't on our website, like the Facebook profile. Our Facebook group is available for you, and you can join it, become a fan, as they are called, at facebook.freetalklive.com. That's facebook.freetalklive.com. Plus, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Coming up here toward the end of this month, uh, 25th through the 28th, you can join us. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live. Join us and join hundreds of other liberty-minded people. All hanging out at the same campground up in Lancaster, New Hampshire. It's uh, put on by the Free State Project. Hundreds of liberty-minded people together, having a good time, socializing, getting to know one another, plotting, doing all kinds of things. All lots of uh, various different outdoorsy, family fun activities and uh, for, and activities that uh, a lot of people, single people, will enjoy as well. There's just a lot to do at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and uh, you can get all the details over at porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C Porkfest P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com uh, to get yourself signed up. 
So we continue with our special guest tonight, who is normally a co-host on the show when he's not in jail, as he has been for the past nearly two full months since April 13th, his arrest for videotaping in a public court lobby and then his indefinite detention, which I guess is at this point definite, but it was indefinite, uh, for essentially not revealing his legal name on a voluntary basis to his captors even though they knew what the legal name was in the, uh, in the first place. So it's just been a uh, it's been an absolute debacle. Uh it's been a, just a pathetic uh, look inside how arbitrary the the justice system is and anybody that's been paying attention to this, I I I can't imagine how anybody could look at this case as long as it's gone on and and look at all of the absurdities that has hap- uh, that has that have occurred and still continue to take the state side but yet they are they are out there the supporters of the state uh love to say things like well Sam you're just doing this to yourself mm-hmm. like this is you uh y- it's all your fault uh, that, that that this happened you should have just given them your name yeah you should just be, hey why why don't you just why why don't you stop rocking the boat and just bow down and do what they're demanding you'll get out sooner but you know it's funny. The judge never actually once cited a law requiring me to give my name, to give uh, the address that he wanted. Um, Nor did he cite a law that uh, required you to not v- film in the court lobby. <laughs> I mean, he the, what originally right. started all this was the fact that he'd arrested Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com for doing the very same thing. Dave was a little more cooperative, so he was released after an hour. Uh, but you were there protesting Dave's arrest by doing engaging in the same activity and recording. What was uh, what was on the the wall was essentially an unsigned piece of paper could have been typed up by absolutely anybody that uh, was a, was ostensibly an order from the judge but there was no evidence to prove that and that's what you pointed out when you were in the court lobby is you said well this says you can't have cameras but it's not signed by anybody but that didn't matter they arrested you anyway yep they sure did so let's pick up the story where we were you've uh, you were in jail today just like any other day you weren't expecting to get out until your tri- uh, the trial that they scheduled for you which is on monday and so all of a sudden they say well come on you're you're getting out of here and they offered you this uh, this new these new bail terms which you did not agree to they put you back in the cell for 10 or 15 more minutes then they came back and what happened at that point so then after 10 or 15 minutes they let me out again and the bail commissioners there and he just starts reading off the uh, the terms of the agreement. And I let him know, well, you know, this is unlawful. I don't agree to this. I'm already in violation of this. There's no way I would sign this. Uh, and my lawyer's going to be here in 10 minutes because I had an appointment at 3 with uh, my attorney, the new attorney, to come out. And uh, I'm not I'm not signing anything until he gets here, and I want legal counsel. And so he just kept keeps reading away on his form. And, uh, <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I'm ignoring this lunatic. He, I'm just going to keep reading. He said, oh, yeah. He said, uh, well, I don't care about your counsel. And I said, okay, hold on just a minute. And then I reached over. I have my big tote bin full of stuff right next to me off to the left. I dig through the papers there, and I pull out a big yellow notepad, and I write, bail commissioner, quote, I don't care about your counsel, end quote. <laughs> He's looking over my shoulder as, along with, like, there were now eight guards standing there watching all of this occur. They've never seen anything like this happen. So I finished that quote, and I said, okay, now go ahead. What were you saying? And he continues <laughs> reading off on the bail, and then he says some other smart remark that's just absurd. So I hold on and write that down, and mm-hmm. I just start taking notes. And <laughs> What's your name again, sir? <laughs> So uh, he, I said, you know, I'm not going to sign this. And he goes, well, and you owe me $40. And I just look at him. He's like, why did I come out here? You owe me $40 for this, too. By what obligation? And then he goes, 
Well, or I guess... So this is a bondsman? This is the... Um, not a bondsman. This is the bail commissioner. Why would you pay the bail commissioner? Because he said because, so, Mark. You owe him. <laughs> because he came to the jail, apparently. Oh, is he a government official? I think so, yeah. Why would you be paying, a, giving a bribe over to a government official? Because he made a personal house call that I didn't ask for. And? Services rendered, Mark. You owe. Pay up. <laughs> but he looks... That's how all government After works, he right? makes that demand, he looks at me and then he looks at the jailers and he's like or i guess you guys are gonna pay it or <laughs> he didn't know what to do <laughs> and then wow. uh eventually he just i said you know he goes do you understand this and i said no i do not understand i want my attorney here his name is so and so when you well, say that you understand you accept what they're saying yeah i think it, so it, that's that's one of the things that they uh that the Outside the system, I guess they're not really outside the system, but the commercial, uh, the, law. The commercial law people, the people that are basically trying to throw a wrench into the system uh, from inside it and to not cooperate uh, within their structure, they say that whenever a judge or one of the government bureaucrats asks you, do you understand, they'll, they'll say, blah, 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 do you understand? The answer is no. Even if it sounds like English to you, it may not actually be English. It may very well be them speaking in their legalese sure, language. they can say person, and what they mean by a person from a legal standpoint does not necessarily mean what you and I think of a person. You think of a person as a, you know, flesh a, and blood. Right. This, this uh, primate looking uh, hairless monkey with two eyes, a nose, a mouth on the top of their head, that, that kind of thing. However, it could very well be a file folder that's an, an incorpor- uh, you know, incorporated entity well, it's actually, that they it's call both. a personal. It's both. Yes, I mean, it it's, is. Yeah, it's, it's both. Two things together. It could be either. That's their mm-hmm. definition in their legal land world. Now, I'm not saying that uh, it, answering the question, do you understand, with the answer, no, I don't understand, and then asking them a question back is going to keep you out of a jail cell. I used that tactic when I was in the secret <laughs> star chamber with uh, Judge Burke, you? and, you know, it, it seemed to upset him quite a bit. Yeah, like, he didn't he was, like the idea was, that you said you didn't understand. Oh, you understand, yeah. mister. Right. No, I don't understand. And I, I kept saying that I didn't understand, so I, I love the approach. I think it it really throws them for a loop because they're used to people just saying, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm, whatever you say. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he didn't know what to do, so he finished reading off his form. And uh, when it was clear I was not going to consent to those terms <laughs> or sign his paper, he's just, fine, I'm done here. And he turned and walked out. Um, and then the jail decides. What a performance. Uh, um, then the jail tells me they're under order of the court to release me and hold me no longer um, they have to push me out. And I said, well, I haven't agreed to the, these bail terms. Are you forcing them upon me? And they're like, well, yes, we have to let you go. I said, well, I want that in writing. And they're like, well, we're, the court can't issue that. <laughs> I said, well, no, I want it from the jail that this is what you guys are doing and this is what you're tell- You're forcing me to accept these terms. Well, we yeah, just get they, out. They grabbed my arm and started carrying, <laughs> escorting wow. me out in the prison uniform. Right, still. right. That's how badly they wanted you gone. Normally, they want you to give their clothes back before <laughs> Not in you my leave. Case. <laughs> you are sitting here right now, cam.freetalklive.com. You're sitting here in your prison clothes. In the studio, you can see it for yourself at cam.freetalklive.com. If you've got a question for Sam, he's here with us, 1-800-259-9231. Jail stories coming up. Uh, Whatever else, it's Free Talk Live. John and Lobo are back with more rapid-fire action. It began as a favor to a woman trying to get away from an abusive husband, but it proves that no good deed goes unpunished, and the consequences may be fatal to their partnership. The sequel to One Jump Ahead and Slanted Jack, Overthrowing Heaven... By Mark L. Van Name. Available from Bain Books. Remember, if you don't like your world, visit one of ours at Bain.com. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, dial-up version, even a webcam and you can, by the way, see the webcam with Sam sitting here in his prison garb at uh, cam.freetalklive.com. You can tune into all the live streams at listen.freetalklive.com. I've been using Unicure uh, hair and skin conditioner for the last year now, and it, it, it'll it give you beautiful hair like mine and soft, baby smooth skin. I really do love this product and have been getting it on my own, and I, I do recommend it for you if you have any kind of uh, skin problems, uh, you know, itching or rashes or things like that. Unicure is great for it. It's it's a skin conditioner. I personally use it for hair styling, but uh, I also use it for regular hair conditioner. It's gentle, greaseless formula is fragrance and color free. So if you have a dye issues or fragrance issues, this is good for you. It's Unicure at Unicure.com. It's one eight 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 Unicure Unicure dot com. So you, after being in jail for nearly two full months, Sam, were unceremoniously removed today by order of uh, the same judge who put you in there for what was originally supposed to be an indefinite period of time, and they were supposed to be very concerned about the fact that you wouldn't give your legal name, and we can't just let somebody out who doesn't just give their legal name. But then they did just let somebody out who didn't give their legal name, and you didn't comply with their process. You didn't sign their bail paperwork uh did you sign anything that they put in front of you uh, commissary receipts um, yeah that, that was really it right so no contractual agreements or anything no, like that it, the, the commissary the property when they would take my property or to get the books in that you mm-hmm. sent um that was really it and even those i signed everything is john doe there was one point where um they they had once they had identified the, the police had identified me they switched over to using my legal name and started mm-hmm. calling me by that, so sometimes I wouldn't even respond to it. <laughs> um, and they would put it on the forms, and I would still sign the forms as John, John Doe. Doe. And one time I did that, and the the CEO just gave me this disheartened look, like, "Why did you? Why didn't you? Why did you do that?" And then they were t- one of the other prisoners was talking to one of the guards about me and the situation and so forth. And the guard said, if that guy's so smart, then why doesn't he just sign his real name and then he could get out of here? Ah. So I think they were trying to get me to sign my legal name so they could say, oh, we've identified Mm. him, kick him out. Maybe. But never worked. So they still accepted your uh, paperwork, your signatures, even though you were sending John Doe. Right. And sometimes I'd scratch out the name and change it back to John Doe. <laughs> the only thing, thing I had to sign when I was in there, they wanted, well, they wanted, the only thing that they wanted me to sign was uh, the receiving the property mm-hmm. paperwork to basically say, okay, well, we've got this from you, this wallet, and we've got this and this and this. And so I would sign all rights, you know, I had all rights reserved, and then I would, would sign under that. Boy, all these tricks. You know, they, they took my blood and sent it to the FBI. <laughs> Okay. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. I I think what I'm getting at here is if you want to try to go down a non-cooperative path, not signing the bail paperwork and not, uh, you know, not giving your name and and all of these are are options for you. You can do some or you can do all or you can do none. Uh, It's it's, it's completely up to you. You know, they're going to make it seem like the world is just crashing in on you. Um, They'll do everything they can to trick you, to lie to you, to make you feel like you're all alone everybody's forgotten about you i mean they the first night one of the one of the su- senior officers there one of the shift commanders 
came in and said, you know, your friend was here earlier. I don't know his what his name was. And, of course, there were like half a dozen or dozen protesters outside. Yeah, your friend. And he said one. I don't remember his name, but they're gone now. Mm. <laughs> and he just wanted me to feel like I've Lonely. forgotten about and, you know, now I'm here all alone. Why don't you, uh, you want something to eat? Why don't you give us your name? And yeah. On and on. They just, they never stopped. So uh, they pushed you out the door. You were still wearing your jail clothes. And how did you end up getting back? Uh, Normally you'd have to walk home, right? But actually when they told me, what they told me when I was getting out of that same jail was that you had to have somebody there with a driver's license to pick you up. Right. So actually that did happen. They waived that rule or no? Well, no, Lauren and Jim showed up. Uh, One of the legal backup team was watching the court filings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe through Pacer is the system, and saw that this order had come through, got the alert, let Jim and Lauren know, and they came out with Charlie. And uh, as, as an aside, I, I would like to find out what this Pacer thing is, mm-hmm. because when they had uh, come out with the, the order in a, in a past case, they demanded that uh, people go down to the court to pick it up. And I mm-hmm. said, well, can't you just fax it? Oh, no, we can't do that. So it made it made me feel like, well, these government bureaucrats, and it figured to me that they were still stuck in the Stone Age. You know, they they probably had a fax machine, but they weren't going to fax anything to me. And that they still do everything by mail. But now it sounds to me like there's some online system that yeah, uh, where they, you can see what's been added into case files. I don't is know. Is it public? No, I, I think it's a subscription service that you have to pay for or something I like see. that. I I I it's I don't know the details of it, but I know that certain cases. I'm not even sure which ones go in there, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way to, to see things as they happen or pretty pretty quickly after. So he gave, sent the alert to some of the other activists in the area. Right. They responded quickly. They came out there, picked you up. You called the Porcupine 411, mm-hmm. which is this wonderful service that we have here in New Hampshire that was started by Michael Hampton from HomelandStupidity.us. It's basically a, a phone number with a 603 area code, so it's here in New Hampshire-based. And anybody who's got information about whether it's the cops on the side of the road doing a speed trap or whether it's Sam getting out of jail or what, whatever is the information is that you want to get out to the activists. Maybe you've been pulled over or you've got an, uh, an encounter with a police officer and you want to record the encounter. That's one of the things it's useful for. There have been a number of different uses for the Pork 411 service, but you made a phone call to Pork 411 before you called anybody else. And you sent out the message that you were free, and uh, that hit the uh, hit the internet, and all kinds of blogs exploded, and uh, Twitters, and yeah, Facebook postings, and, and it, then after I uh, hung up on the pork four one one, I decided, you know, I think I'm going to walk around the jail. Really? <laughs> so, I could, so all the prisoners inside could see that I'm outside out. in the in orange, because <laughs> <laughs> that's not allowed, right? If no, you, no. If you're on work release, right. you can't wear the orange out, right? Right, right. So I walked around waving uh, to the windows. <laughs> I even. Made made it back around to the yard where they used to let us out during the day and they had mm-hmm. didn't close the door because I don't think they were expecting me to go around the jail. They were sure. thinking, no, he's going to get the hell, get out, the hell out. Right. I, this is uh, the, the fact that they kicked you out in your in the oranges says yeah. to me and having some experience in this area that this was an emergency as far as they were concerned. Now, yeah. I'd, this is completely unheard of. It if, doesn't make sense, if, though. If they had planned for this, they would have clothes from the local secondhand store in your size. Well, they had my clothes there there 
So it I just doesn't make clothes. any sense. I mean, they didn't even have time to let you switch your clothing. Well, no, no, they offered, and I said I need to read these terms. And if I don't, if I can't agree to them, then I'm not going anywhere. And they're like, right. you don't have any choice. <laughs> and I don't think they wanted to undress me and and redress me into my own clothes. And so they just grabbed my arm. And slowly, I just sort of drifted with them wherever they were guiding me. And then one let go, and I just sort of started to stop. And the guy, the uh, <laughs> supervisor guy, was kind of gently pushing my back and made sure he kept a gentle pressure so uh-huh. that I would keep moving forward towards the door. <laughs> and as soon as he lightened up, I slowed down. That is so <laughs> and then, funny. And then two or three more come out carrying my stuff, my books, and the commissary, and the tote bin, and all of that. Wow, they even helped you get out. on the benches. Uh, two or three of them said, you know, good luck, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dotson or Mr. Miller's is the name they used. And uh, I saw a few of them outside smoking and they're like, hey, good luck. And we <laughs> wish you the best because there were I had a conversation last night with one of the guards who let me know in not so many words that he really he couldn't talk to about me or, you know, say, hey, I respect you for what you're doing. But he kind of implied that people who stand up for what they believe in and are willing to do something about it he really respects and you know he sees some of the problems in the system wow. he, he understands that this is the way it is though and you know how do we change it and so i talked about well it's going to be through educating and enlightening the people so that they understand these are the problems inherent in this in the design of this current system that we have and once they understand and see it the way i do things will change so, so, so you feel as though that uh, you had a real impact, uh, your oh, time in the in this jail. On the jailers, on the prisoners, on the the probably quarter million people that have heard about this story, absolutely. Let's 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 come back and talk about the the impact that you were able to observe, maybe some changes that you observed in the in the guards and the prisoners as well sure. in your nearly two months behind bars. Uh, Sam is with us from obscuredtruth.com, and. Uh, you're going to, I'm sure you're happy to get back to your video work. We'll talk more about This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are totally free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show... And you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming an amplifier. You know, Mark, we did this uh, extended edition of the show last night, the uh, the podcast internet-only version of the the program after the radio show was over. We did a really extended edition, like an hour and 20 minutes extra uh, was included in last night's podcast. But I realized we didn't do our normal lengthy amp uh, sales pitch like we normally do. Nah, well, we'll do it some other time. Nah, we will do it some other time. But uh, amplifiers are the people that are really helping this show out. They're doing more than just listening uh, to the to the show and, and visiting advertisers. They're actually coming up with three bucks a month at the very least and contributing it to the AMP program, which AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. We take that money in and we reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Plus, as an amplifier, you get some perks, too, to sweeten the, the deal. Uh, you get access to the AMP-only call-in lines in the chat room and, and more. And in fact, amplifiers usually get access to Free Talk Live beta 
uh, things that are in testing mode, they get access to that. In fact, we're going to be testing out a new show prep system here shortly. Uh, we we be, had begun testing one of them recently. And Very now beta. Now we're going to be testing another one. So we're still in beta. Eventually it'll be released to everybody, but the amplifiers are the, the people that get the first clue on stuff like that. So if you want to become a Free Talk Live amplifier and help us get on more stations like uh, like we just announced today, uh, we've got a brand new one in Tallahassee, a uh, brand new one in uh, Paris, Illinois. It's all being made possible by listeners like you contributing three bucks a month. And to be honest with you, the and we always are honest, but to uh, to be specifically honest on this topic, <laughs> to continue uh, to lie to you, to, being honest, uh, the the AMP program has had a, had a tough few weeks here. The last four, three, four weeks, uh, we've dipped down a little bit. I mean, brought, there are always new people coming on to the AMP program, but unfortunately, the amount of people leaving the AMP program has exceeded. Uh, and plus, we've lost a handful of Platinums as well, which are $25 a month uh, supporters. So we've, we have dipped down a little bit. Uh, and if you've been thinking about getting behind the show and becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier, there's no better time to do it than as soon as possible. So please go to amp.freetalklive.com and help us get the show out to more ears around the world. That's amp.freetalklive.com. All right, so we are talking with Sam about his experiences. Uh, just got uh, fresh out of jail here, not even out for uh, five hours yet. I think you got out, uh, what, 3.30 or something like that this Yeah, afternoon? about that. So you are out. And by the way, our other activist friend, Andrew Carroll, is still inside that very same jail. They had separated the two of you. He was upstairs in population. You were downstairs in the so-called multi-purpose room. Uh, with 20-something other people all sharing one bathroom. So they put the uh, the two activists in two different places in the jail, apparently so they could influence as many people as uh, as possible. Nice of them. Yeah. Thoughtful. Uh, so our best wishes to Andrew, who hopefully will be out here within the next few days. But let's go to, uh, before we continue talking about your experiences, let's go to the phones. We do have somebody that wants to talk to you. If you've got a question for Sam, he's with us uh, until further notice, maybe staying for the whole show here. Rich is on the line in New Hampshire. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live with Sam. Hello, gang. Hey, Rich. What's on your mind tonight? Listen, I had a really good laugh about about this uh, about Sam getting released, still wearing his jail clothes. I just <laughs> I just love that, and it reminds me of a true story, something that happened to a friend of mine. He happens to be a rather gregarious uh, queen in California, and uh, one time he was sunbathing in the nude in his backyard. Oh my! And somehow a neighbor somehow looked over the fence and somehow saw him and called the police. So they came into the backyard and arrested him. Wow. <laughs> and before and before hauling him off, they said they ordered him to put on some clothes. And he basically told them, screw you. If, if you're going to arrest me in my own backyard for sunbathing in the nude, you're going to take me downtown in the nude. <laughs> and oh, so man. they did. Man. <laughs> it's a heck of a story. Now, uh, what does that have to do with Sam again? I've, no, it's just a good jail just story. Trying to uh, <laughs> imagine I just this. I just and and uh, it's just uh, the the idea of being kicked out. Just get out of here. They where, were they were done with me. They had, they had had enough uh, at the last part of uh, you know when I was talking to the bail commissioner and letting him know that I was not uh, understanding and willing to comply with this. I had an audience of about eight guards, and they were standing there just hmm. stunned. <laughs> so it was fun. It was it was really kind of surreal as they were opening the doors for me. I remember Lauren when they got rid of her out of jail, and they started opening the doors for her and like, please leave, same mm-hmm. kind of feeling. And the guy had gentle pressure on my back. As soon as he let off, I'd just slow down, and uh, <laughs> they came out carrying my totes. And then I got to see them all smoking outside. 
and doing shift change and so forth. So I was mm-hmm. talking to him, saying hi to him, and I can't imagine what the other prisoners are thinking seeing this guy in orange outside walking around yeah. the jail. <laughs> I'm sure they were very happy for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. probably. And some of them. I mean, some of them were jerks, as you were telling me off the air. We might get to uh, some of the inside-the-jail stories. Rich, any other thoughts? Well, yeah, all joking aside, uh, Sam, you're, you are definitely to be commended for not signing anything. Most oh. people would would and do cave under similar cir- circumstances. Yeah, well, and I even I came close a couple times because, uh, you know, it does kind of weigh down on people. And um, without having all of the free state activists there working on the outside, without all of the letters and the cards and the, the visits, I mean, people came out every single week to... Um, Come in, sit down. They they drove 30 minutes at least from Keene or even further away to come sit down and talk to me. People I've never met before, new movers that were here. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. And without that support, I I wouldn't have lasted. So thank you to everybody out there who uh, got behind Sam, and thank you, Rich, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Maybe you want to know what it's like to be on the inside of, uh, do they call jails the big house or is that prison? That's prison. Prison is the big house? I think they call it the pokey. The pokey jail is the pokey? Just yes, County, like one of the yeah. many words. They I'm just looking for the slang, man. That's all. <laughs> uh, so I just want to get the slang correct. I don't want to sound too inexperienced here. I was only in for three days. Uh, Sam was in for probably close to sixty. And so if you've got questions, one eight hundred. They generally refer to it as the county. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, so Sam, I mean, reflections on the impact that that you had. And this is a jail that has had other activists in it in the past. Uh, right. Russell Canning from the the New Hampshire Free Press, one of the earlier civil disobedience non cooperative activists here, one of the people that inspired me to move to the area. Uh, he has been in that jail in the past. Uh, you, I think, has uh, probably made the biggest splash of all as far as being there the longest and really. Uh, I think making a difference. Well, I don't, not to say that Russell didn't make a difference. I, I know that uh, he probably touched You make people. it seem like being in jail is a good thing. Being, being in jail is a bad thing. Standing for principle, getting um, getting things done, and having the teeth to back it up, which Sam knows has, has studied the law and has some understanding and has uh, backed himself up. This, the simple willingness to go to jail is, I, I don't think, necessarily a laudable, uh, uh, particularly uh, a virtue. Yeah, I, I mean, I can kind of see where you're coming from. I sort of agree with that. For me, I feel like it was um, the right thing to do. It was the right time in my life for it. Um, I feel like this is what uh, the universe or God kind of lined up for me to uh, experience. And I I just had, I, I was able to make an effective use of my time in there, learn about some things that I really needed to learn about. It gave me some direction on the documentary that I'm producing and and where about I'm the gonna, jail, the one about the jail, not about that one, oh, actually okay. a different one. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about it on the air, okay. but um, you know, it gave me some direction in life. Uh, the right books from the library kept falling into my hands at just the right time, and uh, it, it was for me an amazing experience. And at the same time, I understand what Mark's saying. It's it's also very non-productive from. Uh, you know, there's just so much more that you can do outside of jail. And there's no it, doubt about that. Well, I think that in your circumstances, um, the the things that you decided to stand for in this, I think you proved a point, and you're going to win. And uh, 
you know, I, but only because you're willing to fight the fight afterwards. Right. I think that going into jail, sitting there for a while, um, either getting let out or, or deciding that you'll do whatever it takes to get out, it, it doesn't accomplish much. I think uh, other than, um, you know, hoping, oh, other than attracting well, other people to... Uh, but, okay, but that project. does accomplish, that is something yeah. that is important. It accomplished, I think Sam has accomplished a lot, but I agree that there was more that, it, that he could have had more options available to him if he was on the outside, but being on the inside side uh, allows you to do things that you otherwise would not have been able to did do. Did you listen to what I said? Yeah. <laughs> what Sam did worked, and he did it right. Right. Okay. And I'm pointing out that what he did, I'm pointing Going out some of the... to jail in and of itself is not useful. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, hold on. Well, I think... I'm, I'm sorry, sir, but you are wrong about that, because being in that jail allowed him to accomplish things he otherwise would never have been able to accomplish. Odds are very good that he's probably like, like uh, touching some of those uh, jailers and some of those prisoners in a way that uh, they had never experienced and uh, helping send expose them a the message of freedom. You know what? You can be as cynical as you want about this, Mark. Uh, we'll come back. 800-259-9231. <laughs> he got more attention probably than he ever would have in a two-month period. Talking. More attention for his business, OTN Productions, uh, ObscuredTruth.com, than he probably ever would have gotten in uh, two months of just putting out videos. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. On your feet! I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the U.S. military, reserves, or National Guard, you have special rights and privileges earned through your service to your country, including special VA loan programs not available to the general public. You could purchase a new home with no down payment or refi your home up to 100% of your home's equity. You've earned these benefits through your dedication and service. iFreedom Direct, a direct VA lender, can help you discover whether you and your property qualify. Get the details at varadio.com. That's varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. VARadio.com This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features, they are completely free. So enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. Spent the first hour recapping what happened today to Sam as far as why it is he's sitting here with us tonight. We weren't expecting to see him until at the earliest Monday when the court here in New Hampshire, uh, the district court in Keene, had set a trial date for Sam after having him sit in a jail cell for nearly two full months. Uh, had he actually made it till mo- uh, to Monday, it would have been over right. two months. He never jail. got to see a judge the entire time. Well, they made an offer to uh, to allow him to see the judge, but he would have to agree to give up his legal name in order to get something like that to happen. I saw a judge once. It was Judge Lane. Uh, they- oh, yeah, they brought me down for a, another bail hearing, and, um, you know, he came in, it was over the video conference thing, and uh, he said, you know, unless you're going to give your legal name, then uh, I, I asked him, uh, you know, if I don't give my name, if I remain silent, are you telling me that you're going to hold me indefinitely without trial? I said, well, if you don't give your, your legal name, then yes, we're going to hold you indefinitely without trial, and this hearing's over. Got up and walked out. 
So they did you decide. Didn't give you a chance to give the name. <laughs> no. So they did decide to release you today. All of a sudden, uh, an order came down from that same court that said, "Let this guy out." Uh, and the the trial is still scheduled for Monday, but you guys are going to make a motion to have that delayed. Is that right? Yeah, we're going to file a continuance, which will push it out um, maybe a month or so. Uh, the only thing I'm concerned about, I, I have a lawyer now because it's pretty important that we uh, fight these charges and get them. I wanted to ask you about that, the, mm-hmm. the lawyer thing, because you had said in your commentary when others would ask you the question about the lawyer, well, uh, lawyers, you don't want to go with a lawyer because... They're beholden to the state. They've sworn an oath of obedience to the state. Besides that, they've got other clients that they're going to be appearing in front of the same judges. And if they uh, offend that judge in regards to your case, there's a good chance that that same judge is going to uh, continue holding a grudge against that lawyer and possibly Mm -hmm. ruin his career. So why did you decide that you wanted to bring a lawyer into this? And who did you pick? Why did you choose him? Uh, This guy was recommended by somebody that was on my behind-the-scenes legal team, mm-hmm. and um, he's a state rep as well. Oh, really? And I don't think he's from this area. I let him know that, you know, hey, there's going to be probably uh, 50, 100 people in the background at this trial who are not going to stand uh, for the judge, and myself will be included. Is that somebody you want to represent? Are you, you know, you sure you know what you're getting into okay. here? And uh, I'm also... he's So he was a, okay with that? Yeah, he he wanted to file a motion with the court or something. I'm like, well, that's your choice. I'm I'm not going to stand because I believe in equality, and uh, I don't believe in, uh, you know. I told him I'm not even going to call the judge your honor or judge. Or, as a Quaker, I don't know if you are a Quaker, but uh, as a Quaker, Quakers do not hold one man above another. So if you're a Quaker, you can't you cannot by your religion call uh, a judge your honor. Right. And standing for a judge is certainly not something that's acceptable either. Yeah, I'm um, also a Quaker, and I'm having. Uh, you know, a difficult time with that. I, I'm certainly not going to call a judge your honor, but, you know, titles like judge or doctor, you know, those aren't, those aren't, if you use a rigorous definition of the, 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 Quaker, the, the Quaker sort of belief on that, you wouldn't call someone Mr. or Mrs. because you wouldn't want to, uh, yeah, actually, I told him I, them based on uh, their gender. I told him I didn't want to uh, use the Mr. title either. And he's like, well, what would you call him? Edward? <laughs> right. well, that, Quakers well, probably going to blow a lid on that one. Quakers like, use first and last names rigorously. I mean, that's the, yeah. that, 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 that so, at least traditionally. So, I so you would Edward, call him Edward, Edward Burke? Burke? Yeah, that's yeah. what I wanted to address him as. So you believe saying Mr. or Mrs. puts someone above you? That doesn't make sense because well, everybody calls someone one can another. perceive it that way. Um, that a Mr. or Mrs. I mean, it depends on what you Wouldn't think about Wouldn't it depend on your intention? Wouldn't it depend on it, how yeah. you feel? Um, I think that the the, the, the intention of uh, people that choose not to use the titles, Quakers that choose not to use titles like that, is to not um, n- not even give the uh, the appearance of accepting one over another. I mean, the fact is, so you know, from a sociological standpoint, men so are then So then you are no longer the general position. sales manager of Free Talk Live, because that's a title, too. Well, um, general <laughs> sales manager. I don't think the general sales manager necessarily puts one above but yeah the distinction i would draw is one is enforced by a monopoly on violence the other is not well i don't know uh, is mr or mrs i don't know see i'm not does Ian, mr not, or mrs does mr come out of the the slavery days from master I maybe it does so. i don't know um isn't it called an honorific though so maybe it is uh kind of an honor, uh, honoring thing 
I don't. I'm not having a good time with these. Uh, the this, this title thing. I'm not. I'm not doing very well with. We it. need I'm a better. Difficult. We need a more experienced Quaker. Yeah, and I'm actually questions. reading into a book that really dives into the details okay. and the history. Let us know so what you find out about. We'll that. do. Uh, so we're going to continue here, taking your phone calls uh, at the very end of the last hour. After explaining what happened to you, Sam, today, getting kicked out of jail, we then started talking about experiences of activism in jail and mark you were very critical of activists that have gone to jail as part of their activism and i of course defend i don't think that i was critical about people going to jail what i'm critical of is sort of going to jail for no reason or for uh, you know reasons that say um reasons you don't agree with reasons i don't agree with right that's why i would be critical like for instance um you going when you went to jail for three days i feel like you you set back guys like sam who were willing to take it all the way to the end because you set him back you, How's that? Right. Well, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, but you interrupted me, so. Well, that's you know, okay. You interrupted me a number of times. The, in the last um, segment. So what I'm saying is, is that Sam likely wouldn't have had to prove to the judge that he was willing to stay in there if a you hadn't gone, or b you had been willing to go all 93 days. But when you were willing to, you know, kiss the judge's ring, and I'm not saying I don't support you in having done that because I think it was silly to have gone in the first place. So getting out was worthy. But I'm saying that you set guys like Sam back who went who went for good reasons. Reasons, well, um, reasons like being able to use a camera in a courtroom as opposed to putting trash on their lawn, uh, and I, I feel uh, it was that, property rights, Mark. Whatever. <laughs> Tammy had something. Uh, yeah. Well, you guys haven't changed much <laughs> in some ways. Um, yes, Mark's still a jerk. So, yeah, to some extent, I don't know that it did hurt me all that much. Um, what Burke did. How would you know? Well, I mean, I'm talking it, about what Burke thinks. Yeah, His speculation is to, as good as yours. It's, it's hard to true, tell. If not better, he was there. But Where? again, in he jail. Didn't see, he didn't see Burke. <laughs> I'm talking about what Burke thinks. Burke, Burke wasn't sitting next to him talking to him We're the ones that are trying to get him out to lunch, okay? So we're, we'll handle this. He yeah, kept, Burke kept throwing out all of these little offers and these outrageous terms, you know, mm-hmm. unlawfully, disdainfully, we're going to hold you uh, indefinitely without trial. Hoping that I would break, expecting that I would break, and, not, and probably So he kept on giving why. offers like the one that Ian took. Yeah, the first time he get, took it off. So he learned. No, he never that, made an you know, offer. Hey, we're yeah, not he all gave the... you the, the opportunity to kiss his ring, and you did to get out. Well, no, actually, the opportunity was uh, was a hearing on the third contempt charge that he never actually held in the court. So, so did did Burke disguise all these offers that he had in uh, you know legal mumbo jumbo that you know? So I mean, the same way. He, well, he would send them back as orders, uh, responses to our orders, and. You know, remind the defendant that if he'll just come and give his name that uh, and the other identifying information, the court uh, expects of all defendants not is uh, that all defendants are lawfully required to provide, but that the court expects, then uh, we'll release him on personal recognizance. And then they just got more and more desperate as time went on. So, now, Ian, what do you think that you proved by going to jail for four days when um, you were sentenced for 93 for uh, contempt of court and having garbage on your lawn? What do you think I proved? Yeah, what did you prove? What did, what did you accomplish? Well, I think what I accomplished there was bringing attention to a tyrannical system that uh, uses yeah. arbitrary coercive force over people who have not harmed others. And I think I did a, a fairly decent job of it, even though I was only in there you for You were high days. profile, d- no doubt. And, uh, and even if I had decided last week that, okay, I've had enough, I'm ready to give them the name and everything that they want, and I'll bow down to their system. Look, my story was still covered in the Keene Sentinel, in the Boston Globe. On, Where was yours covered, Ian? 
Hold I, on, on Fox, on uh, you know all of these places. And there were two pro- guys from uh, from Louisiana at the radio station interviewed uh, interviewed you afterwards, didn't they? Well, hey, you know what? There's when I when I first came here and would show up for the pork fests and things and go to the local events in Keene before I moved. Um, there would be eighteen, twenty people at social Sundays after Ian's couch thing. Six months down the road, that, that number had doubled. Yeah, Ian, Ian was definitely high to do profile. Do the same thing again because of all the attention it generated, and the same thing happened to me. There's now probably a quarter million. Tell people. me, you weren't motivated, um, in, in in part to do it kind of like Ian did, but do it right this time. Oh, it wasn't about right or wrong for me. Never. It is. was right for everybody who's been in there, Mark. I mean, I know that you can sit there as uh, Mr. Know-It-All and uh, sit back and critic for Monday morning quarterback everything, and that's fine. You're free to do that. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, you'll know it first if you're on the updates list. In fact, today, a couple updates went out, one of them announcing that uh, the brand new torrent is up for the month of May. You can get all of May's archives in one fell swoop by using our torrent system at freetalklive.com. Get on the list uh, for the updates at updates.freetalklive.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, information, and educational programming. Content from Audible is downloaded and played back on personal computers, CDs, and iPods. And you can go over there and get a free audio book today by downloading uh, at free, excuse me, audiopodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiopodcast.com slash FTL. I'm there right now. I'm looking at uh, always looking up by Michael J. Fox, uh, David Baladucci's First Family, and uh, John Sanford's uh, Wicked Prey. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Let's go to the phones and your calls. Sam is here with us, back out of, fresh out of jail, had been there for two months on the most absurd, in the most absurd situation for recording a video in a public court lobby and using his right to, so-called right to remain silent. Let's go to Johnson in Connecticut on the amp line. Hello, Johnson. Hey, I just want to talk a little bit about the whole going to jail uh, thing for activists. Right. Mark thinks it's useless. Mark thinks that uh, activists are better off outside of jail. That That's not even accurate. That's totally what you've been saying. <laughs> no, I, I haven't been saying that. I'm saying if you're going to do it, do it right. Right. I the way Mark that, says is right, whatever that is. Go ahead. I think now that, uh, you know, gay marriage has been legalized in uh, in New Hampshire, you guys are setting a very good example yep. with your victory. They can have it um, all. <laughs> uh, but I think also what I wanted to say about that is if for example, and Sam may not know about this because he talked about his media coverage that he got because he was jailed, but I think one of the other things that he didn't mention was that off of the Globe article, because he got so much media attention, Penn Gillette noticed and mm-hmm. then talked about that on his own little Penn Says, which I think is a little excerpt that may actually get played on Showtime. Really? Um, no, yeah. I don't think so. No, they don't play those on Showtime, do they? I think they, I think they very well might. They're like little blurbs that they play like in between shows, almost like commercials. I mean, I think that they have a couple, like a little series of, you know, different people who have that kind of this person says 
thing. Well, well either way, uh, somebody can check on that. But I, I mean, I've I've watched plenty of his stuff, and it just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that show uh, the Showtime would be putting on on air. But I've found some of them interesting. But they're popular on the internet, that's for sure. Yeah, and sure. Available Penn, Penn has over, a lot of fans. They're over available at uh, YouTube and Crackle dot com, and so Penn uh, really did a great job of promoting the Free State Project. He didn't so much talk about Sam as he did uh, essentially talk about the Free State Project. Though he did mention Keen, and he mentioned the activism. He did mention the hunger strike, which was a reference to you, Sam. Uh, but it was a good five-minute promo, essentially, for uh, for the Free State Project, which came out of, directly, the Boston Globe article, which came out of, uh, partially, your activism mm-hmm. and your, going to, your willingness to go to jail. If, if you hadn't gone to jail, there's a very good chance that there would, no, there would not be an endorsement from Penn Jillette. Like I think there's more, more than just media attention, though, on this. I think also a willingness to go to jail, and I know this is part of your point, Mark, is that not necessarily media attention comes out of every arrest. But I think also it should be noted that just the willingness to be arrested is a willingness to put a strain on the system. And enough, if enough activists are gathered in an area who are willing to go to jail, well, eventually then what happens is that you have enough people who are willing to get arrested that can then fill up a jail. And at that I, point... I, I, before, Johnson, that point, that's, a, that's, a, that, that's a phantom. The, the, the idea what? that I am willing to go to jail does not in any way attract necessarily attract someone else or anything like that. It's like saying that you know if I'm sitting in a room breathing out carbon dioxide, on, if there were a hundred people in a room breathing out carbon dioxide, we'd faint. There aren't a hundred people uh, necessarily willing to go, and you're not putting a strain on the system. Not yet. But I, there were four or five people who would tell me constantly, either the people that came to visit or the people who would write me emails saying, you know, I wish I should be in there with you. Oh, I should be supporting you doing Sam, this. So I think it does that, attract those, not a lot, but it, eventually it will get it there. Certainly. I'm not saying it doesn't uh, It doesn't attract people. You did but say it wouldn't no, attract them. No, I'm not. You the did idea, say no, that. No, I did not say that, jackass. I <laughs> said <laughs> that you... You're not saying anything now. <laughs> you want to call me names? Go ahead, Johnson, with your thoughts. That is exactly what he just said. You can rewind the audio. Absolutely it is. I am saying is that it wouldn't necessarily do it. You're the one who loves science, Skylar. I mean, the idea that you would say that, you know, being in jail means that other people will come. Okay, okay. Well, beyond beyond all of that, let's just say that I'm able to do something about this, either through the civil civil or criminal action against the, the actors involved here, it's going to let the police know that they can't get away with this right. kind of garbage, that right. they're not going to be able to just bring charges and then drop them later and be like, whoa, we taught those free staters a lesson. They're not going to get away with that. They need to start understanding what their job is and what the law is, that they're threatening violence against people and locking people up in a cage for a year. They need to understand that if they're going to do that, there may be some consequences, and we're not going to just sit around and take it anymore. That's doing right. it right, uh, also, Sam. Want to say something because I wasn't trying to say, and I don't know where Mark pulled the attract people from because that's not what I said. Um, I said the willingness to go to jail once that there are enough people. I didn't say anything about attracting them. I'm just saying that that willingness, in and of itself, when there are enough people, will be very valuable. Just that willingness, the willingness Absolutely. alone will be very valuable because if there are enough people who are willing to go to jail, then those people as a group become very detrimental to that system. They become very dangerous, very powerful, because anything they do, they're pretty much untouchable at that sure, point. Sure, if you had 100 people that were willing to sit down in uh, you know, Central Square or something like that, do a sit-in or something, they couldn't, do, they couldn't necessarily handle them all. That much is true. But right, we don't. That's 
all I'm saying is just that very willingness. You we were don't saying yet. The willingness itself is useless. It's we, not. Uh, but uh, tell me, Ian, how did you going to jail for three days uh, um, advance that? Do you want me to re-explain what yeah. I already explained to you? It advanced it by showing people the authoritarian tyranny that we're uh, subject to in this country. But and it, it, it showed it crystal clear. It showed this judge being arbitrary and ludicrous in, in his own courtroom. But you incentivized the judge to be more arbitrary and more ludicrous with Sam in the future. Well, Sam has already said also, he did not agree with you on that statement. So we've already why hashed is that Sam, out. Why is Sam the arbiter of that? He's How does the one Sam know? It also got my butt he in gear. He hasn't even talked to Burke. It also got my butt in gear in Texas it to did. get up here and move quicker because of the situation with the couch. There's Just no way like to... I'm sure the same has happened when people have heard about my story. I wouldn't argue that point. Johnson, any other thoughts? Yeah, I just was going to say, I think, you know, eventually this is all going to be a moot point because once enough people get, get into the area that are able to influence the system by being willing to be arrested, that there also can be enough people in the system to influence voting and then, mm -hmm. you know, Certain judges and certain officials can be displaced. Well, the judges are. I guess unfortunately they'll just pointed. have to get here and show me wrong, aren't won't they? The damn right they will show you wrong. And thank you, Johnson, for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So by displaying the uh, the insanity of this system, which was very well on display during my case, uh, was one of the was I think one of the uh, the perks. And 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 people saw that and they said this is outrageous. And I'm going to move up my plans to move. And some people moved here I as a result of that you, case. I still think you incentivized. Um, I, you know. All those things are true. So you're true. saying I should have stayed right. in for the 96 I, I don't or 93 know. days? Um, I, but I do think you incentivized uh, the judge to be more harsh on uh, free staters in the future, at least till he realizes... Go ahead. Put it all on my back, Mark. It's all my fault. Well, 800 259 Anybody that goes to jail, you can just blame me. 1-800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Alakees.com is a community for self-learners at Alakees. You'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit alekees at a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot -E -E com. Again, that's a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot -E -E com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial toll-free 800-259-9231 or call in with a question for Sam, who's back with us for the first time in months, having been uh, in a prison cell since April 13th because he dared record video in a public court lobby and then further dared to withhold his legal name from his captors. Using his so-called right to remain silent, he is now out after being pushed out of the jail uh, unceremoniously today. And uh, we have him with us. And uh, Sam, thank you so much for coming in here and spending your first evening out uh, exclusively with Free Talk Live. Though you actually no. were with Free Minds uh, TV earlier. Today. Yes. And I uh, actually, as soon as I got out of jail, I headed straight for a local restaurant where I sat down, went in in my prison orange <laughs> uniform. <laughs> so I got some strange looks. And right. Because they didn't take that back from you. <laughs> yeah. No, they let me out with it. And, uh, you know, I, I met with my attorney that I was talking to and describing the case to him. And then uh, went over to Free Minds TV. We filmed a special segment uh, that should be out tonight. And then oh, cool. I'm going to be on their next show in the second half, I believe. So Excellent. Look uh, for that. So we're glad to have you here. And we're taking calls for you at 800-259-9231. 
Uh, perhaps you might own or know somebody who has a company that is struggling to collect money owed from past due accounts. Delinquent accounts are problematic, not only from the standpoint of diminished revenues, but businesses find themselves sidetracked by the arduous task of trying to collect on these accounts. Consequently, valuable time and resources are pulled away from principal operations, and SACL CAI can liberate your business from these inefficiencies and the vexing task of collections. Get in touch with SACL CAI via our, uh, their banner on our website at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. Uh, we continue here. Mark is being ornery. We'll get back to, uh, to him, addressing him in a moment. But first, we'll talk to Kurt in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Um Sam, welcome home. Welcome to the free state. Well, okay, minus a few days. Um, glad you're home, man. Glad Thanks. you're here and glad you're free. Thank you, Kurt. Kurt, did you have any uh, thoughts, anything else you wanted to uh, to share with our audience? Yeah. Yes, uh, two things. First of all, I'm glad that you, Ian, and and, uh, and, and Sam are both so optimistic in the face of so much, surrounded by so much pessimism right now. Um, and I'm wondering if Sam, are you going to go on the offensive here? Are you going to try and, you know, charge them for the time that they've got? Um, they've taken away from you. They've stolen your life, your liberty, and all the things that they've taken from you while you've been in. Um, are you going to go back on the offensive? And I'll, with that, I'll get off the air. Thanks for the call, Kurt. Uh, okay. Uh, right. yes, absolutely. I don't want to go into too much detail here, but, um, Right now, the priority is really to tackle the criminal charges that they're still trying to press. They are going to try the common law contempt of court or common law criminal contempt, even though I was never in the courtroom. And the police are are required to charge by statute, and that's not a statute. It's something the judge can issue. So how that's going to work, I don't know. Um, I'm sure they'll make something up. Yep. So defeating those is going to really enable the civil... Uh, action to go forward and and be much more successful than if they were to uh, get these charges and make them stick. Um, beyond that, I, I, I've always wanted to apply what Randy Kelton has done in Texas, the criminal charges, bringing those before the grand jury for some of these um, law enforcement, so-called law enforcement officers. Because normally if there's a, a complaint against a government bureaucrat, if you call the government, they'll uh, the government they'll tell you, well, you can file an administrative complaint. They'll oh, say I... you can file a complaint, but but it, what it is, it's an administrative complaint. It's not actually a criminal complaint. And what, what Randy Kelton does is he goes after them with criminal complaints. Yeah, exactly the way they come after you if they observe you breaking the law. And this is exactly what I told them in the courtroom. I told the officer who transported me, the Keene police officer, that... Lance Walker was denying me in my right in violation of 18 U.S.C. 242, and he told me he doesn't care about all that. So, you know, they they don't care when they break the law. It's only because when you break the law. they never have to pay for it. Right. And if they start having to pay for it, and this is the part of this uh, th- this plan that I, I haven't yet – we haven't yet seen it in action, but it sounds like it can really do something. Oh, yeah. And that's – I totally support what you're doing here, and I see that uh, – you know, I, I see the plan coming together, and it makes total sense to me. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get there one day. One way or another, we'll figure out how to make this work. I don't know if it's going to be with this case or not, but I'd like to pursue both, certainly. So we continue with your calls. Steve is in Texas. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Yes, I'm so glad I hear, Sam, you're free. I'm I'm so happy. I, <laughs> I tuned in a little late, and I missed the details, but I'll get them on the podcast, but... Oh gosh, I'm I'm I. Oh, I'm, it's wonderful <laughs> to hear you not through a, a speakerphone. It it was just it was awful to hear you in jail and and 
and I was uh, every day I'd hear you, and it, it just it just it made me ill to think they were jailing you because uh, a well-regulated group of videographers being necessary to the security <laughs> of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear cameras shall not be infringed. Now. I want to ask you a question, and I want to ask Ian and Mark a question, and any other listeners, if they know how you can get a Kick account without giving a credit card. A Quick.com account? Q-I-K.com? Yes. I don't recall having to give a credit card when I signed up for that. Yeah, I didn't either, I don't think. So wait a minute, you you, you mean your phone? Uh, Oh, yeah, there you go. They they could I imagine a, look it up through your phone records. They would have to do that with warrants and so forth from the police. But uh, wait a minute, I'm confused as to what this question is. So well, he's saying you didn't give a credit card to Quick, but Quick knows where your IP address of your phone that's streaming the data back to it. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Do, can you can I go to just buy a telephone without giving a credit card number, an unlocked telephone, and can I get on Kick? Is you, that probably possible? Not. You can uh, you can buy. Um, uh, Camel, the the prepay phones. I don't. Those don't think have video. Those aren't smartphones. Data so, right? phones. Yeah, I don't think that you can I do that yet. I didn't see any that were compatible. I didn't see any that were compatible. Uh, I so what you're concerned some. with is that you can't get uh, access to Quick.com, which is a service that allows you to stream video and audio from your cell phone. If it has a, that capability, it will allow you to stream that to the Internet. You're concerned that you can't get access to that anonymously without having to use a, 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 a cell phone that requires you to have some identifying information attached to an account. Correct. Correct. You, what you, you could do is done. find a friend who's willing to sign up uh, for an account for you, and you, you well, could just pay so them in advance. A friend in, I mean, you're 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 still you know when they uh when they uh, grab the friend and they uh put him in the rack and they stretch him out uh he's going to talk or his possibility of so you're concerned that your concern is that you're going to record something so damning and so uh so amazing the footage will be so amazing that they will come after your friend whose account you're using no, 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 not at all. I, it's just that I would like to be able to do it with a to do it on a prepaid basis, so that you're not tied to your Kick account. Well, I would say uh, get in touch with cell phone companies and tell them what you want. Uh, I don't know if they're going to implement uh, that, but uh, that's if you had a Wi-Fi enabled phone and you were using a Wi-Fi hotspot that was open to the public, mm. then you could probably do it. Yep, you could you do that. You wouldn't even have to have a data plan. With Kick, you lose the ability to. You know, anywhere. I mean, from my understanding, Kick you can do it pretty widespread wherever there's cell phone coverage. Right. You can get it. Of course, you know, anybody can upload if you've got a Wi-Fi connection. Right. With, well, your, with your laptop. You know, the, the government man. doesn't like people being anonymous. Yeah. You're I think you're better off finding a proxy, find a, a, a trusted friend who's willing to sign up for a, a cell phone for you, and then you can pay him in advance so he doesn't have to worry about getting money from you, and then just say, hey, you just, pay, just pay these bills for me, and uh, and I thank you for for helping out and give him a few extra bucks for, uh, for maybe, performing that service for you. Maybe if you had an international phone um, with some kind of, it's going to be really expensive to do it this way, but an international phone purchased with an international prepaid credit card, Something like that, that might be possible, but I don't know. Yeah, those prepaid pr- credit cards are an option. I didn't even think about that. They have those cards that look and act like credit cards, but you can load them up with cash in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it's my understanding on a prepaid credit card, it has to be sent to a, to an actual physical address. Have you ever heard of a uh, private mailbox? 
Oh, well, okay, I guess that would be a good option. Uh, will they do that with a prepaid credit card? I would assume. I mean, uh, every, yeah. I get everything that I get at uh, one of these uh, mailboxes. The mailbox is going to want to have some identifying information in order for you to open the mailbox. Uh, but that's, okay, a, so that's there, another there step in the trail. See, I'm, I'm looking for something like, you know, you can go into Walmart or... Or a it's not there. Jack, and you can buy a prepaid telephone. Sorry to say, it's just not there at this point, Steve. Good luck out there. I thank you for it. Maybe someday uh, it will happen. Someday soon, I hope. Maybe with enough uh, d- demand, it can happen. Uh, so call Sprint and call Verizon and tell them what you want. And I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. Who knows? Uh, otherwise, you're going to have to. Phone. Otherwise, there are ways to get around these things, and you'll just have to spend whatever money and go through what jump through whatever hoops you need to. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See it for yourself. That's Shrine. FreeTalkLive.com. We had somebody call in, Stephen, Texas, uh, called in a few moments ago, concerned. He wants to get access to uh, be able to stream video and audio to the Internet from a cell phone, but he doesn't want to have a cell phone account. He wants to be able to stream video and audio from a prepaid cell phone. I said I didn't think it existed, but some people in the chat room are saying it does. Uh, One person in the chat room says that uh, there's apparently a $25 a month plan with uh, T-Mobile, Unlimited data voice trial cards that you can slip into a uh, of some sort of phone. So maybe there is something out there. I, maybe Steve just hasn't dug around enough. It's certainly, uh, we don't know. I mean, uh, it sounds like there may be an option out there. So take a look into that. And uh, on the uh, there's more good news as far as streaming options are concerned. I found out just this past weekend that Ustream is going to be entering into, or actually already has entered into, the cell phone streaming live to the Internet marketplace as far as getting video out to the Internet. Uh, Quick.com already exists, QIK.com. Ustream is now jumping in. I think their their application is available for the iPhone and for a Nokia phone, uh, but they haven't yet expanded out to Blackberries or many of the other smartphones. But that's coming uh, from my conversation with the founder. So that's good. It's going to bring competition into the, the marketplace ever more so than it has for allowing you to stream your video from your phone to directly to the Internet. So if you're having a, an encounter with the cops, uh, for instance, or whatever government bureaucrat or somebody who's trying to do something awful, they cannot take your phone and delete your video. It's already gone out to the Internet. So, nah, nah, boo-boo. Well, yeah, that's, that, that's the, 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 the biggest concern because cops really, really hate cameras, unfortunately. And it, what it makes me wonder is what, what have these guys been doing up until now that they have such a fear of uh, people seeing what it is that they do? I mean, I, they had this TV show, Cops, right? What, they didn't seem to have a problem with getting videotaped there. Because they're it, in charge of the editing room. Why is it that they're concerned about getting videotaped by average citizens well i don't know if it's necessarily the case that they're they're all doing something surreptitious or or uh, unusual i think that uh, many of them just have this attitude that you can't hey you can't film me i mean for instance over on the free keen forum uh, one of our posters there coconut 
has posted a video of him walking in Keene and catching the uh, the parking meter lady, the parking meter bureaucrat, going around. And he was videotaping her, and she comes up and says, "You have to ask my permission to do that." And he said, "No, I don't. I'm in, you know, I'm in public. I don't have to do that." But basically, it's just a, "Hey, we're better than you." It's it's, it's just attitude. It's a challenge to their authority, and that, yeah. you know, that's all they really rely on. So she wasn't doing anything unusual. She was just going around giving out uh, parking meter fines like she normally does. But when someone shows up with a camera on scene, they're going to say, hey, I don't give you permission to record. And, of course, most people are going to turn off their cameras unless they're a liberty activist who has had a little bit of experience at this and knows better to say, you know, knows how to return uh, them saying, well, uh, you don't have my permission. Well, I don't need your permission. I'm in public. If you don't want to be recorded, you can leave. Take you can your leave. butt home. Yeah, you can leave my vicinity. I am recording, and if you don't want to be recorded... Get away from the range of my recording device. Uh, and, of course, then you can also say, well, if you're on the job, you're on the record, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, so cameras are very valuable, and we, we look forward to continuing to bring you good news of uh, you being able to use them for your benefit and for the benefit of us all. 1-800-259-9231, because as Judge Napolitano said on Freedom Watch when you appeared with him, the camera is the new gun. As far as the government bureaucrats are concerned, the camera is our solution. He did say that, but I don't know that he was the necessarily the first one to have said it. I think it's been said many times. At this Maybe point. he wasn't the first. I'll give him credit because he's the only one I. Yeah, he's got a name. Might as well say it. Uh, so the camera is the, is a new gun. It is something that the bureaucrats are frightened to death of, and they don't know how to respond to it. They can respond to guns. They know and they're trained well as how to respond to guns. They will bring out their guns and they will use more force back on you than you brought upon them. You will perish, and your little fight will be over at that point but if you point a camera at them there is very little they can do besides lock you in a jail cell and as johnson was saying earlier if you have enough people that are willing to go to jail for their activism for freedom then they can be stopped in their tracks because they can't afford to lock that many people right. up. and uh, the camera multiplies uh, multiplies you and uh, you know the outrage that you might feel to everyone on the internet who uh, we get an opportunity to see it and that's why it's so important that the that the footage get uploaded rather than get erased by by some cop. I wonder how many times that's been done. Yeah, well, the guys over at Motorhome Diaries lost their video footage. I don't know if you've seen their most recent video, but I posted it over at freekeen.com uh, for easy access. But they had, uh, they were arrested, as I think you heard when you were in jail. I told I you about this. They, uh, Pete and Jason and Adam from motorhomediaries.com, were arrested down in a rural county of Mississippi for open, and that wasn't even open container. It was just possession of a beer in a dry county. It was, a, it was for filming a cop. You know, that was what it was for. Right. Well, that right. They they had the courage to film the cops, and the cops decided to show them what's for, and they arrested all three of them on trumped-up charges. One of them was possession of a beer in a dry county. And when they finally got out of jail, because the activists, again, poured out of the woodwork and did everything they could to help these guys out, it was an amazing uh, activist response. And uh, so when they got out, they went to the impound yard to pick up Marv, their RV, and when they when they approached it, they had their camera back with them, and they they were uh, recording their approach to the RV. And if you've never had your car or your your uh, your vehicle torn up by the police searching for drugs, if you've never had one of those searches go on side of the road, you don't know what to expect. You don't. I mean, when you hear us say on the radio that they don't put things back in the places they, they were crap found. Apart. When you hear us say that, it just sounds like, oh, well, no big deal. They just throw the rugs up. and then It doesn't sound as bad as it actually is. If you go to freekeen.com and watch this video, you will be amazed at how much destruction the police brought to the Motorhome Diaries RV. It was, it was absolutely awful what they did. It was destroyed. 
just despicable. One of the guys I was in jail with is from that county and told me about, you know, some corruption stories and so forth. In this same county, there was one guy, a black man, who was caught with a $10 crack rock and was sentenced to 40 years in prison. Wow. That's just outrageous. So take a look at the video when you get a chance uh, because it will really give you a taste of something that goes on on a daily basis in this insane war on drugs. These guys did not hurt anybody. They didn't even have any drugs on them, but they had their vehicle absolutely ransacked and trashed by the police. And the real kicker was that it was illegal, supposedly, for Pete Ayer, the former uh, president of Beer Crash, uh, the, the Pete Air to have this beer in the fridge. It was a closed beer bottle, hadn't even been opened, totally sealed, sitting in their fridge. That was what one of the charges was for. They let them out to go get their, uh, once they got out, they went to go get the RV. They opened the fridge, and the contraband was still in the fridge. It was still there. So if they'd gotten in the RV and driven away, and they wanted to pull them over again, they could have pulled them over again at that point. If it was so dangerous to have a beer in Jones County, shouldn't they have taken the beer out of the fridge? Well, they didn't. Maybe it's because they wanted to pull them over, but they didn't pull them over, and they were, and they ended up being all right. But it was just so bizarre and so outrageous how these uh, these guys were treated. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Hey guys, I wanted to congratulate Sam on a job well done. Kudos. Hey, thank you, Gene, and I got some of your letters and read through them. I appreciate you uh, writing. Did you like what uh, Jonathan Swift had to say about lawyers? Oh yeah, I enjoyed uh, most of them. Uh, there were some I didn't agree with, and I'm, tr- I'm having trouble remembering all of them. But uh, yeah, oh, that was just where he said that lawyers were trained from their youth up to to lie, basically. <laughs> And that if you had a lawyer on your side who was trying to, t- and your argument was true, that you would be at a disadvantage because your lawyer only knows how to lie. <laughs> so, so it was I'm, pretty good. I'm cautious of mine, certainly. So, Gene, what other thoughts yeah. do you have? Go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to give you a quick link. Uh, if you wanted to write this down, if you go to groups.yahoo.com and look up either Law Work or Law Works, that's, that's all one word, of course, L-A-W-W-O-R-K-S. And uh, they do a lot of uh, research and uh, testing on the proper method of a common law habeas corpus and uh, common law actions in court. And I think they've got some information there that you could certainly use. Okay, so, I'll take a look. Uh, Very good, Gene. Only by you have to you have to be uh, a member in order to get the uh, information. So just if you go there and you set up an account, you can become a member of LawWorks. Gene, thanks for the recommendation. I always appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So still uh, still sitting here with Sam. Uh, He's just gotten out of jail just this afternoon. They kicked him out early. And we'll continue this conversation in moments. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line still. Uh, the trial is yet to come uh, for, in Sam's situation. I don't know. Maybe we'll get back into some jail stories, uh, talk about the effectiveness of uh, going to jail, because I don't think we've really resolved that particular conversation. Uh, more on the way. Hour 3 is coming up. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. SwissAmerica.com reports Tuesday gold prices rebounded as the dollar fell back near 2009 lows. 
and stocks closed flat. Gold last traded up three dollars ninety cents to nine fifty four sixty. Silver rose thirty three cents to fifteen twenty two. The market's growing unease about the Obama budget is most plain to see in the renewed collapse of the dollar, which in turn is now fueling a strong rally in international commodity prices in general and in the price of oil in particular. More at SwissAmerica.com. Friend, this is Pat Boone for Swiss America. Let Swiss America help you get gold for safety, peace of mind, and growth without spending a dime. It's time to get inspired. Take the first step today. Ask for their free golden retirement kit at $30 value. Thanks, Pat. Call toll-free 800-630-1496. That's 800-630-1496. 800-630-1496 today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com as we launch here into the third hour of the show. Uh, going to rehash a topic that I don't feel has really been hashed out quite enough yet tonight. And that is that Mark has been extra super critical uh, this evening of people who have chosen to to risk and spend time in jail as a result of uh, doing the activism that they have selected to do for themselves. I Mark, agreed you... with Sam that um, when, you know, when someone goes to jail that they need to have a point and a purpose. That's what I was doing. What you were suggesting is some people don't have a point and a purpose. Uh, Seems and, that way sometimes. And I, I see why you're saying that, but I think that you don't know what their point is and their purpose is because maybe you just haven't asked them what their point or purpose is. Clearly, they had a reason that well, was important. Lots of different people. Clearly, they had a reason that was important enough to them that they were willing to, to risk going to jail for whatever their activism was, whether it was a right to travel, uh, in the case of uh, Lauren or, or, or Russell, uh, whether it was me with the couch in the yard and the property rights situation, and everybody who's sitting on the outside can say, well, I don't think you died on the right hill there. And I'm not saying you're saying but that, But they're Mark. not dying on hills. Um, in, in the case they're of... They're not dying. I, it's, a, it's an expression. But they're not, even, they're not even coming close. In the case of Russell Canning, I believe he's just taken like, uh, community service or something, and then not doing it. I mean, that's not dying on the hill that's that's like skulking off into the night no he hasn't gone to jail for not doing community service okay i i can't remember all of it but i I remember that he didn't do community service and then went back and then they gave him an opportunity to do some more i don't know i understand mark that it's easy to critique the activists that uh, decide that they're they're ready to go to jail for whatever their issue that they feel is is most important and that's fine people that are in that position i was one of them we're going to have people critiquing us there are always going to be people saying well you didn't do it right well you didn't do the way i would have done it well you should do it this way and this way and this way great I thank you for your critique. I did it my way. Now you can come here and show us how it's done. Oh, oh I'm not going to go to jail. It's not worth it. Well, that's fine. For you, if it's not worth it, that's great. But for everybody but that's who that's what did... I'm seeing for, from people who make deals. I'm seeing it's not worth it. Wait, you're saying it's not worth it from your perspective. But that's what it's They're... looking like from the outside, that whatever it is that they went to jail for wasn't worth staying there for whatever, you know, to, to, to see it through, the, through to the end. For them, I'm telling you, it was worth it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it. If it wasn't worth their while to do the things they did, they would have gone and bowed down and followed whatever absurd, but in a lot arbitrary of cases, rules. they had to in order to get out. They bowed down anyway. Well, yeah, but still, I would still 
support anybody who who just to follow what they think is right, what they want to do, go as far as they want to go. And the fact is, I signed up for the Free State Project. Not everybody is going to understand every bit of activism. A lot of people don't get the driver's license. I do not get the driver's uh, license. A lot I, of people so in the Free State get Project. The, I, I vaguely get the driver's license. So they don't understand that, and they think, oh, come on, we got to have a way to restrict drivers on the road and keep things safe and yada, yada. But the fact is, it was Lauren Canario getting arrested for some of her acts of civil disobedience that got me, pushed me over the edge and signed me up for the Free State Project. And as we, we're learning, we're, we're all doing just, you know, as best we can. And as we get more people here, we're going to get more sophisticated and learn better methods was, that are going to become more effective and reach out to more all people. All I was saying, Sam, is I feel you did this right. Like, you did Yay, this right. But I don't right. know that other people but, necessarily you know, it did it wrong. Ian went it's because, a, you know, the, the way that, you know, he did, he had to bow down after four days in order I didn't to get have out of jail. To, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't have to do anything, Mark. <laughs> but you did. The reason I did what I did, the reason I uh, apologized to the judge on the video conference was because I had, uh, I understood that I had people on the outside, including you, that were counting on me to be outside doing things rather we than were here be, before you went in, in the court when you had a perfect case it was set up that you could have smashed it right over the net but no you want to go in there and i don't consent to your system your honor and and you know you wanted to do that bull crap and you got smacked down and you didn't have what it took to to, to handle the smackdown and and, and now you want to yell I didn't at me about have it. what it took you did, did you handle the smackdown are you suggesting i didn't have what it took to stay in for 93 days is that what you're saying mark apparently not you know, this is interesting. It's a complete turnaround from uh, from how you were when I got out of jail. I was After glad I got you out were jail, out. You were appreciative of the fact that I went ahead and uh, and cut that short. I am you glad. Appreciated the I fact glad that, that you, you didn't can, have you to did, run this that show. You, didn't do you it. appreciated the fact that I was back here uh, working affiliate relations for this program, so you can put food on your family's table. Yes, at the, I am glad at that you did And it. now you've turned into one of those people that says, "Well, Ian, you just didn't do it right. You just chickened out, etc." Et doing cetera. it at all was doing it wrong, Ian, and I'm glad you didn't. Sorry, Mark, a it was right for me. It was right for me, Mark. At the time, for me, knowing what I knew at that point, having heard what I had heard about the system and uh, hearing all kinds of rumors about what one thing would work and what one thing didn't, I decided to try. As Sam was saying, we're experimenting here. Okay, actually, we're experimenting. You aren't doing jack as far as this particular area is concerned. Oh well, I'm so not, I'm not I here went for into civil this, disobedience, so man. So I went into that courtroom and I tried a particular approach, and it didn't have the effect that I had hoped uh, that it would have. And you're right, I went to jail for it, and I was willing to go to jail for it, and you're critiquing me for my willingness to go to jail. Yes, I am cri- no, I'm critiquing you for, A, throwing away a beautiful case that you had the... Throwing over, away a case. That you had the the, 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 the city of Keene over a barrel I didn't have if a you case, wanted to. Mark. You did. We had discussed it the night before. I was going to go in and non-cooperate, and yep, that's what and, I did. Yeah, you, did, you didn't cooperate, and... You know, and that, I showed and, the... And, and they I have a place the, for people like and that. I Showed and people, you found it. And I showed people that uh, that it, it's a tyrannical system, and this judge lost control, and we got some great footage out of yep, it. And I decided that the right thing for me to do in my situation with a, uh, a lady uh, that I care very much about at home, who is very concerned about me, uh, sitting out there waiting for me to get out, I figured it would be better off if I would get out and continue doing what I was doing. Sam chose otherwise. Sam chose that he would be better off to stay in there. And I think that, all, and, and you know, in the case of Russell or Lauren or all those who've come before, some have stayed in longer than others. Yep. They all made the right choice for them. And I can't speak 
for those people and what choices they chose to make for themselves. I don't know, but I do I do feel that a if you wanted to do civil disobedience that in, that involved uh, going to jail and and taking some you know taking a case to the door like Sam's doing and turning it back around on them that it's been made harder by people who have made deals and it has been made um, also harder by people who have not shown up for for um, court when they were supposed to show up for court because Sam was offered what the first time a ten thousand dollar bond for failure to cooperate or disorderly conduct. I mean, some ridiculous sum of money. Go ahead, put it all on our backs, Mark. It's all our fault how they treated I'm just Sam. Saying right? that that they, hey, look, actions have consequences. You're you're saying that all the good things, you know, so, you know the people being attracted here. You're claiming all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You need to claim the bad too. I if don't you think do it's it wrong, bad. You need to, you need to look at it and and so that you can do it right in the future. Everything that Burke did was so over the top, it's only going to help in the civil action that I bring. And that's one of the reasons that we decided not to uh, file a, um, not a demure, but a, a motion to recurse him, recuse him from the case. So, because I knew he was going to do these outrageous things, and I knew he would put stupid things in his orders back to us just out of spite and out of his little it's looking his that way. temper. Yeah, like you've really got him. And so now they're in even bigger trouble because of what Ian's done, because of the contempt that they hold for free staters who would dare stand up to them and, right. if people and challenge don't co- their system. Right. When people don't cooperate with them, of course it's going to make them angry, and of course they're going to lash out. But what did you expect to happen, Mark? This isn't going to be a walk in the park. We're not... The, the people that have moved to this particular area of New Hampshire... What li- did I expect? The I people expect, that have... Wa- I expected libertarians to move to one state and uh, to, you know, get, in, get elected to positions. Well, and sorry, slowly, you were wrong. You know, That's happening. Too. It's happening right now. But as far as the ones that are willing to do civil disobedience and engage in non-cooperation, you should now understand that there are going to be some ramifications for that. And if it makes if it makes it harder in the future from your perspective uh, to get things done, then I'm sorry. For me, it's making things easier because we're bringing more activists here, and having those numbers is what's going to turn it around on both the non-cooperation front and the political front. As Johnson pointed out, if we've got enough people who, if we got a hundred people that are willing to non-cooperate, that's a hundred people. People that can swing an election as well at the same time. So all of this, I think, has been overly positive, uh, you know, positive situations, whether somebody stayed in for three days or whether they stayed in for three years. It, it is all, I think, uh, in the wash. It's going to be good for liberty. And well, I, history I, decide. I don't doubt that there are active people that have heard about this story and were attracted to the Free State Project who don't agree with civil disobedience but are going to get involved in the political side anyway. Sure. We're writing the history right now, Mark. We are creating the history. The history will be whoever writes the history down. I mean, whether it be a statist or one of our people, just depends on who's doing the writing. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up anything is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features we give to you, including the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you, go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. Join Paul Kitchener, author of More of the Deadliest Man Who Ever Lived, as he discusses some of the world's greatest warriors, deadliest men, pardon me, I thought of Paul was talking about himself there, <laughs> the deadliest men um, who ever lived. He discusses uh, the, the world's greatest warriors and what made them so deadly at paladinpodcast.com. You can also listen to other authors, such as Lauren Christensen and sniping expert John Plaster, talk about their latest titles. Visit Paladin Press, where you can browse more than 800 books and videos on self-defense, sniping, firearms, and more. 
It's paladinpress.com, but it's uh, paladinpodcast.com for the podcasts. Let's continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Troy is in California. Troy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Troy or Tony? Tony. Oh, well, okay. It's, it's written as Troy. I wasn't expecting to get on the phone so quick. What man. is your really name? Sorry about that. I wasn't really prepared. Are you Troy but, yeah, or are you Tony? I, I'm Tony. You're Tony. Okay, Tony. What's on your yeah, mind? Yeah, you know who I am. I think you know my voice. I don't know. I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. Yeah, it's getting a little heated. And by the way, Sam, I'm really glad you're out of uh, jail. I meant to write you uh, a, a letter. I just have been working on stuff here so much. So I no haven't problem. heard the whole story. I'm sure I'll hear it on the podcast. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like it's getting a little heated there. Well, yeah, it is why getting is heated that? because Mark I, I mean, was... I, I know you're mad. Why is it? I mean, we've been talking about it for the last hour. Uh, Mark was uh, was basically saying no one has done it right until Sam. Everyone else who has gone to jail for uh, for their activism has done it wrong. Sam is the only one who's done it right. And I find that outrageous because I think everybody has done it right for them. And the way that they have done it for themselves has resulted in more people moving here to New Hampshire. And that is a good thing. I'm not, oh, I didn't say everybody thing. or agree, anything like that either. Yeah, you said, Mark, he was the one who did it right. All I'm saying is, he did it right. is during this time, uh, you know, we've got the police state coming at us from five ways from Sunday. Yes, sir. And the, the tendency may be to, to want to turn next to your neighbor and say, oh, you're the reason that, uh, that this is all not going right. Mm-hmm. Did you so have more? That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay, thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line suggesting that uh, as the police state is rising, people may blame one another when they should be blaming the state. And uh, certainly the the blame does uh, certainly belong with the aggressors. However, I think it's fair to blame one another, at least if you're, a, if you're someone who is not doing anything to stop the aggression. If you aren't even uh, taking the action of talking about liberty to your friends and family, then you're not doing anything to stop the aggression. So, yes, the aggressors are to blame for the actual aggression, but the American people who do absolutely nothing to uh, stand up against the aggressors are to, are to blame because if the American people had had the willingness to go to jail for not obeying and uh, just looking at the absurd diktats being handed down by these so-called uh, authorities, if they'd looked at these diktats, these, uh, the first regulation that came down uh, however many decades ago when the first regulation came down, the first tax, uh, if they'd looked at those things and they'd said, no, we're not going to cooperate, and what are you going to do about it? Then they would have stopped the government's growth right there dead in its tracks. But the reason why we have a $3 trillion federal government today and who knows how many billion-dollar uh, state governments around this country with all kinds of arbitrary rules, regulations, and uh, things like that that have been imposed upon us and taxes and all that is because the American people refuse to do anything at all. And because they are blaming one another or blaming whoever, you can, you can spend all your time talking and blaming. But unless you're willing to actually do something to refuse to obey, unless you're willing to take some action, at the very least, get involved in the political process. I know it's, uh, it's inefficient and it's, uh, it's kind of almost pointless. I'd, I'd say there's, there's a point to it here in New Hampshire more so than anywhere else. But well, those people are at least doing something. Most Americans aren't doing anything. So they absolutely are to blame for what's happening today. I think that uh, you should run a, a candidacy or two if, if that's what you're interested in doing, being a candidate. You know, run it, run it where you are and just get an idea of how impossible it is. <laughs> absolutely impossible it is. <laughs> and that's just it. But most people haven't even bothered to try that. So they still believe they can call their so-called representatives and change something. Right. They, they I mean, just don't know. The representatives how, just don't care what you have to say. And nor could 
could they represent you anyway, even if they did care about what you have to say? And I'd like to give, just to, before we go on with a phone call. But I think the guy was just really worried about us arguing back and forth. And the fact is, we argue on this show. Ian and I. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, but so, but I want to, well, actually, we'll continue with the calls. But then I want to play uh, some audio from uh, this footage over at Fox News. And rawstory.com has it of a 70-something-year-old, 72-year-old great-grandmother in Travis County, Texas. This old lady had the courage to stand up for herself. Now, she was given a nice tasering on the side of the road as a result of having that. How old was she? 72 years they old. They tasered a 72-year-old They woman. sure did. <laughs> because, they could, because the nightstick just wasn't going to be effective enough with it. Because ideas. they can because we've gotten to the point that Americans are so docile and so obedient that these cops are used to being able to uh, to order anybody around. They'll say, get out of your car or put your hands up uh, on top of your head, do five jumping jacks. They can order you to do whatever they want to do, and most Americans will go along with it because they understand that the taser is going to come out if they don't. And I want to get to the video, but let's go to uh, John in New Hampshire first. John, you're on Free Talk Live. John. Hi guys, pleasure to talk to you. Hey dude, what's on your mind? Today I got home from yoga class and got the news and it's like... John, are you talking yeah, right into out. your phone? Threw him out in, a, in his jumpsuit. John, are you talking right into your phone? You're a little muffled. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll try that again, yeah. I, I was like, get, get out of yoga class and heard the news and Sam got kicked out of jail and an orange jumpsuit, woo! <laughs> and I was like, so, so now I'm listening and I just I was thinking I, earlier, I, I just want to say thank you to Sam and with this conversation that's going on, I also want to say thank you to Mark and thank you to Ian. You know, everybody's playing their part. Everybody's doing what they can do. It's all good, you know. Yep. We're learning as we go along. Um, you know, we do what we can do. And um, and, we're, and we're, in, the, in the meantime, we're all uh, attracting other people that want to want to follow the same kind of path that we've each individually chosen. And as our numbers grow, we're going to become a, a force that uh, we'll have to be uh, reckoned with at some point. Sam, we, we haven't... Uh, we haven't done what the signers did and, and pledged our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor or anything like that. We, you know, we haven't done that uh, contractually or anything like that. Right, but we're there's not a, looking to. A, oh. There's a tacit, there's a tacit agreement, and it's funny because I, I just learned this word uh, uh, tacitile or something like that, and I had to look it up, and it had to do with tacit, which makes sense. Uh, that's kind of a New England thing. It's a, it's an un, it's an unwritten agreement. Mm-hmm. And we're fitting in with that. We have an unwritten agreement. Yeah, we're, it, we're doing, each and every one of us are doing what we can do to move in the right direction. And you know what? You know, bless everybody who's who's trying and those are sitting on the sidelines. They're watching and um, they're going to... Uh, we're going to be inspired by what's going on. And yeah, if, and if the not, political fathers, they, John, they are, you know? the political fathers, they were planning a violent revolution against the British. What we're right. talking about here is peaceful evolution. So, you know, I'm, we don't I'm need to do that. I'm wearing a jacket because it's a bit cool up here tonight, folks. By the way, if you can't take the call, don't come to New Hampshire because, <laughs> you know, we're freezing up here in the spring. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Yeah, but I have a jacket on. It's the uh, New England Revolution, and I'm thinking of actually taking a marker and you know, or, or whatever, some uh, fabric paint and, and get the R off of there because... because New England you know, evolution, you know I like it. About. Yes. Thank you, John, for the call tonight. Always good hearing from you. And you're right. Everybody's doing what they think is best, whether it's working within the system or doing non-cooperation, doing market-based activism, doing media. Here, we're doing what it takes. And what it takes is going to involve making mistakes and learning what works and learning what doesn't, learning what works better than other things and other approaches. Uh, 800-259-9231. This old lady, 72 years old, was tasered. Did she make a mistake by disobeying? 
Are you an active free stater living in New Hampshire? Are you and your family moving to New Hampshire in the near future? A new web series about the Free State Project is currently casting. Interested? Send us a short video about yourself. Tell us what you're doing or planning on doing to achieve liberty in your lifetime. Show us what makes you interesting. Upload your video to YouTube and send the link to fspwebseries at gmail.com. Don't have a video camera? Ask about other submission options. fspwebseries at gmail.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up whatever's on your mind is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you. And those include archives going back for an entire year right there on the front page of the website. Totally free at freetalklive.com. Quit suffering. Try the late, don't, quit trying quit trying the latest new and improved potions. I use Unicure uh, hair and skin conditioner, and it's been great for me. All that other stuff that's come out is, you know, it's the it doesn't have the purity. It hasn't doesn't have that greaseless feeling that uh, Unicure does. It it isn't fragrance or dye free. Unicure has been being sold to uh, top salons since 1973. Now it's available to you. Call 888-UNICURE or unicure.com. That's 888-UNICURE, unicure.com. All right, 1-800-259-9231. want to share some audio here from video over at Fox News. RawStory.com is hosting this clip of a 72-year-old great-grandmother in Travis County, Texas, after Catherine Winkfine, say, this is the police, their claim, after Catherine Winkfine was stopped for driving 15 miles over the speed limit in a construction zone, she disobeyed an order to sign the speeding ticket, used profane language, and became violent. They say the officer who tased her and took her to be booked for resisting arrest was completely justified. Of course. However, Winkfine says that's a lie, and the video appears to back her up. It shows Constable Richard McCain screaming, Get over here now! Winkfine replies, Give the ticket to me and I'll sign it. Instead, the officer reaches out and pushes her, and she starts complaining, Oh, you're going to shove me? You're going to shove a 72-year-old woman? Then... She gets tased. Let me play the audio here from the... uh... High drama on the Texas highway caught on tape, and it ends with a 72-year-old great-grandmother being tasered. Watch this. Police say it started when she refused to sign a speeding ticket and started disobeying officers. So they tased her. Oh, boy. Get over here now! Give it to me and I'll sign it. Oh, 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 you're going to stop me? Ma'am, you're going to stop a 72-year-old woman? So it gets worse uh, at this point, but obviously this cop is off his rocker. He's dealing with a diminutive 72-year-old woman. If you take a look at the video, you can see he stands at least a full head length uh, above her. Is a yeah. very large, imposing okay. officer, a tiny wow. little lady. Protecting and serving. Who has said she's clearly willing to sign the darn ticket. And even if she wasn't willing to sign the ticket, does that mean that you should be tased? <laughs> It's just a piece of paper. It's not like your yeah. signature is going to stop them from uh, creating a trial date or going through their process. They don't need your signature to force their ticket upon you. Let's continue here. Wow. Uh, she was squared off of them. Please say the women continue to ignore orders, so they took action. Put your head behind your back, 
I am saying oh. So that's about it. So you could hear a 72-year-old woman screaming, and this uh, this rude jackball police officer yelling at her to obey or else. You will obey me. Everything I say you must do, or I will inflict pain upon you. This is called pain compliance, and it wasn't the original intent behind the reason why the taser was introduced to police departments. The original intent was, to, as I understood it at least, was to essentially give the police another uh, non so-called non-lethal, though plenty of people have died uh, from heart conditions by being tased, but a so-called non-lethal option to help uh, deal with a situation where they otherwise might have had to use lethal force on someone to, to try to keep people alive was the, the intent here. But it has shifted into essentially a, a glorified cattle prod to where uh, whatever the police say, you will do or they're going to hurt you. Yeah, I think it gets. I do think it gets overused. Um, I'm not of the opinion that uh, the, the taser was meant to uh, replace the gun, but in, instead the billy club, which I, I, I do find it more humane than the billy club. The billy club can be employed, uh, you know, to drastically break bones, uh, you know, hurt people for longer, and it killed people too. But I, I think that it gets employed more because it's less brutal than the Billy Club. It gets employed less uh, more often than the Billy Club. And it's also very effective. I mean, when you get uh, I've never had a tase happen for longer than a fraction of a second, but I've I've felt it briefly. And it is not a pleasant uh, feeling. I can only imagine how awful it would be to have two barbs stuck into your chest and, and having that uh, the however many th- thousands of volts uh, going through your body at, at that time. And, of course, it's just awful seeing video after video of various different people, not just old old ladies, but young people and uh, middle-aged people. All kinds of folks have been victimized by these police officers. They were not being dangerous. All they were doing was just disobeying the orders. And we've gotten to this situation where the police believe that this is okay. And when, indeed, something like this happens, as, this, as has happened in this story, after they investigate, they find that, hey, this is completely by the book. That old lady should have done everything. Everything that cop demanded, you know, including collating him if I mean, that's what he wanted. Yeah, so this must be what people want out there is for police to treat us like animals, for people to, to be tasered like this on the side of the road who are really obviously no threat. Is that the case or is it that maybe you're just scared that they've gotten so dangerous and such an, an oppressive force out there that you don't know how to stand up to them anymore? Right. And that's why you can come to New Hampshire and join the Free State Project and actually do something about it. Because who wants to stand up against this? This is scary. I mean, these people are frightening and I don't blame. I, look, I don't blame people for wanting to just fly below the radar. That's what I did when I lived down in Florida. Me too. I, well, I mean, toward the end, well. <laughs> you, you didn't. But uh, but uh, but when I was down in Florida, I was flying below the radar because I knew that if I stuck my head up and started doing the kind of activism I wanted to do, that I could be very easily targeted and there'd be very little that I could do about it because I didn't have anybody backing me up to help me out in the event that something awful were to happen like this. Uh, clearly, this lady's getting national attention, so that might change the way the police behave themselves. But at this point, they're still saying, well, we were in the right. Our officer did yeah. the right thing here. <laughs> That's all I, they know how to say at this point. You know, I mean, right. they really don't. They don't have anything uh, you know, laid down for uh, you know, cops to do the wrong thing. Uh, you know, at some point or another, I guess they've, they've charged a few here and there, but it's very, very, very rare and usually not in instances like this. But with, 
it's more likely they'll fire this guy or suspend him or something and then rehire him in a few months once the uh, once it blown over. storm's blown over. If something really does happen, um, it's going to happen in a court of law five, six, seven years yeah. from now because the cops will never admit that they did something wrong. That's not their policy. That's not the way they approach things. Being in the government means you never have to say you're sorry. Right. If, the, if this cop broke the law and the way he treated this 72-year-old woman, they will not arrest him mm. because that's not how they run things. One of their members, one of, one of their taskmasters can't be wrong. Otherwise, their th- whole system would fall apart. Well, their authority comes into question at that point, and that's that's what they depend on for everything that they do is is the people's perception of their authority being absolute and when legitimate, that being falls legitimate, into yeah. question, yeah, the, their whole system just starts to crumble and fall apart. And that's what it's one of the keys to I think what's going to help us succeed here in New Hampshire mm-hmm. is that uh, people that are taking action like you, Sam, that are willing to non-cooperate, We're not under their spell. Well, right, right. Whether you go all the way or not, just refusing in the very beginning, even if you just refuse them once in the very beginning and then you cave in later, just having people initially refuse is going to be enough to show them, oh, crap, it's not working anymore. Mm-hmm. Something has changed here with these people. They're not being docile. They're not being obedient. They're not being the uh, the pathetic sheep we want them to be because if people start to refuse to obey, if they start to refuse to sign tickets, if they if they begin to say, no, I'm not going to go get a permit uh, to, to put a new uh, you know addition on my house. I'm not going to go and jump through your hoops. I'm not going to get a permit to gather together and have a, a public event and a public place as they demanded that we do with Freedom Fest. Well, what happened with that? Well, just as an example of one... Ex- a simple example of somebody who had the courage to say, I'm not obeying you with the free, uh, the freedom fest here in Keen, a uh, free Keen fest as it's now being called. They came and they threatened us last year and they said, you either move over to this area or we're going to b- break this up and arrest you. All right. People did what they said. Most people did what they said. But the next time they realized that they shouldn't have given the ground and the activists decided that they weren't going to give ground next time. And they co- they talked about how they weren't going to give ground next time. And the cops didn't even show up the time after that because the organizer was willing to go at it again and face face another possible arrest. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. John and Lobo are back with more rapid-fire action. It began as a favor to a woman trying to get away from an abusive husband, but it proves that no good deed goes unpunished, and the consequences may be fatal to their partnership. The sequel to One Jump Ahead and Slanted Jack, Overthrowing Heaven by Mark L. Van Name, available from Bain Books. Remember, if you don't like your world, visit one of ours at Bain.com. Talk Live. You can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. Enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the uh, features on the site we give to you. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. It's that simple. You can buy used items, brand new, 
Whatever it is that you order, you can feel good because a cut will go to Free Talk Live if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And you know what? Honestly, we hadn't really been pushing CD Evolution that much uh, during the time that you were in there. And I, I apologize. I probably should have been pushing it more. Uh, but now it's a good time to mention it because Sam is out of jail. But he's not mm-hmm. the, going to be the last person to see the inside of a jail cell up here in New Hampshire. I can predict that much. I mean, besides that, we know that our friend Andrew Carroll is still in that very same jail for possessing marijuana. And, of course, we'll update you on his situation as we know more. I sent uh, sent Andrew, by the way, a, a piece of mail with my landline phone number in it, and I haven't heard from him yet. So I know he's got access to a phone. Maybe he just hasn't gotten his, his mail yet, or maybe he doesn't feel like calling. Maybe he's having that much fun. <laughs> uh, but, but either way, there are going to be more activists going to jail, and so they're going to need your help. And you can help them. Even if you aren't here in New Hampshire, there are things that you can do. I mean, some of the things that uh, were very helpful to you, Sam, while you were sitting in jail for nearly two months on the most nonsensical charges, uh, were the, the fact that people around the world were sending you mail. Yes. And that... thanks to Mike Barsky from mail-to-jail.com, one of the most useful activist websites to come out of this movement. Uh, he takes people's submissions from his website, turn, prints them out, puts them in envelopes, puts stamps on them from his own money, which he'll accept your donations too, but uh, does all of this all on his own and sends out, would you say that like 90 plus percent of the mail you received came through mail to jail? About 80, yeah. 80% of the mail. And I mean, we're that's talking hundreds of letters. That, that Gosh, is really? significant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so Mike Barsky uh, is one of the most, I think it was a real innovative thing that he did there. So you don't have to be here in New Hampshire to have an effect on helping the New Hampshire-based liberty activists. You can be somewhere else. You can be doing your family thing and your job, wherever it is that you are, for whatever reason you're there. And you can still send letters to these guys that are in jail. You can send a letter to Andrew, though, probably getting out within a few days. Uh, you can send a letter to any of these folks, and that's one way to help. Another way is to get behind with finances, get behind with a few bucks, uh, the organizations that you support the most. So, you know, send a few bucks to CD Evolution, which is uh, cdevolution.org. It's a website that we set up to uh, to essentially fund or to help uh, give these uh, activists some support, whether it's through hiring somebody to represent them or whether it's uh, bringing somebody in to take care of their cat while they're in jail it's it's a it's an organization that's just in it's still the very beginning stages it's it's yet to really flesh out uh, but at this point I think the CD Evolution Fund has come in handy as far as getting some money to Ivy who was helping you out for uh, for a period of time now she's in jail um, so hopefully it'll go to uh, to help her out uh, as well but cdevolution.org is a place people can go to get behind the civil disobedience movement without actually having to engage in the civil disobedience themselves because as much as we might like for everyone to say no to government at some level, it's not likely that, that most people are going to go as far as you did, Sam, or even as far as I, I might have gone or as, as some others have, uh, have gone. It's just not likely. So having some, some people contribute to their efforts financially is a, an incredible help. It absolutely was. It, that's what, when, when Ivy showed up that first day, that's what gave me hope. You know, I, I was feeling like pretty isolated, alone, like forgotten about you know i wasn't getting mail delivered and uh you know it was tough it was that was some of the hardest times and when she came in the first day and said you know okay here's what we're facing here's our game plan it just turned everything around it brought my mood back and i was like all right i can do this let's stick it out and see and she was being goes. funded by the cd evolution fund yep. Absolutely. So org, and you can you can donate directly there, or if you need some computer parts, you can go to newegg.freetalklive.com, and when you enter Newegg through that link, 
sort of like with Amazon. But when you enter Newegg through that link, a percentage of your purchase through Newegg will go to CD Evolution. So if you, you've got some computer parts you've got to order, that's the way to do it. Newegg.freetalklive.com benefits CD Evolution. Let's continue with your phone calls. Ken is on the line in New Hampshire on the amp line. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live. Even the fellows. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? First off, welcome back, Sam. It's good to have you. Thank you. And I'll catch up with you guys tomorrow at the little keying party for, you know, your homecoming deal. Oh, that's right. right. We haven't mentioned it on the air. Uh, You can get the details at freekeen.com. But if you're in the New England area and you want to meet up with Sam and say welcome back, uh, he's going to be at uh, Armadillo's Burritos here in Keene. All the details are at freekeen.com. But it's going to be tomorrow evening from 6 to 8 o'clock. And I expect there will probably be a pretty decent turnout. I would think so. (laughs) So go ahead, Ken. uh, Well, yeah, we had this... uh, Taproom Tuesday, like, slash party for, uh, you know, the whole seatbelt law that we uh, kind of terminated, basically. Yep. And uh, we had, I'd say, at least 120 people turn out for it. Wow. It was pretty amazing. And plus, like, I, there, was, there was, like, five brand new movers there, you know, like, I met mm. today. And then, um, yeah, so General uh, Dennis Goddard got up there with an impromptu speech and, you know, and we cut the cake, you know, it said, uh, Live free or die on it, obviously. And, you know, uh, I don't. I'd like to interject something here into this conversation about the seatbelt bill. For those that don't know, New Hampshire is the only state of the 50 states that does not have a mandatory adult seatbelt law. So it's you can ride around without your seatbelt on completely legally here in New Hampshire. And every two years, the status attempt to bring the seatbelt law to New Hampshire. They push it. They push it. They say, hey, we're going to get all kinds of federal money. We should have one of these laws, plus all the money from the tickets you can give out. And this year, the Democrats were in charge, and they're just a little more nanny state than the Republicans are, at least in this state. I'm not saying that you know one's good or one's bad, but it, you know that's the expectation was... Was this was pass. going through. And believe me, people, it was going through. It was stopped teetering on the edge of the cliff by the, the, the efforts of activisms, not the least of which was uh, Jason Osborne and his encyclical CAI. Had the Free Staters not been involved in this, it's, it's a, it's a no-doubt kind of thing that it would have gone through and New Hampshire would have a seatbelt law. But it was stopped. And one of the things I wanted to point out about uh, the, the whole effort, and there were a variety of efforts, a multitude of various different efforts, sure. you know, calling the so-called representatives yep. and lobbying and, and doing all of the political things. But there was one interesting thing that happened that I, I, I hope had a, a good effect. There's no way to measure it, obviously. But there was a pledge that was created. And I believe, Mark, you signed this pledge. Mm-hmm. I know I did. Uh, and a number of other activists did as well. And the pledge, I went to the state house and made the pledge before that pledge went up. I mean, right. I, I, I told the, uh, the, the, well, the committee uh, of the House committee that was in charge of passing this, I'm a firefighter. I'm not going to wear my seatbelt if you pass this. Right, and that's actually you saying you're going to engage in civil disobedience, which is very unusual for you. And so you were willing to take that step into saying no, into saying, if you pass this law, you have my commitment that I will not obey it. And that's what people were saying to these government bureaucrats. Go ahead, pass this and see what happens. You're going to have people driving around when they pass the cops, even if they'd had their seatbelt on before, they're going to take their seatbelt off just so they uh, can be around the cops and not have the seatbelt on. And then once they're given the ticket, they're not going to pay the ticket. And so what are you going to do? Start putting people in jail over the seatbelt issue? Because that's what would happen if you don't pay the fines. There's a good chance you're going to go to jail. That's why our friend Andrew is in jail right now because he didn't pay the marijuana, the $420 marijuana fine. So there were a number of people that had signed that petition. I don't know how, what the number was, 
But it's that kind of uh, that stand, that powerful stand on principle to say, I am going to remain free. If you choose to put me in a jail cell, then you will incur costs. And eventually they can't afford to incur too many costs putting that many people in right. jail cells. This was intended to be a revenue generator, not uh, you know, not, not to cost the, st- the state money. Right. So it would have been counterproductive for them to start putting people in jail over this. And so having known, knowing that there was going to be that kind of response may have been persuasive to those bureaucrats to say, crap, we're not going to get away with this. And so they didn't, and it stopped. And I'm sure it was a number of factors that put a stop to it, but uh, but you're saying, Ken, there was a tremendous turnout for a celebratory party as a result of that, with over 120 people coming uh, and attending, and that's got to be a record number of people just for, an, just for a, a, a short-notice kind of party. It's not like it's the Porcupine Freedom Festival or the Liberty Forum or something like that. That's a tremendous turnout. I don't even know where they parked. Yeah, they're all up and down the street. It's kind of funny. Also raining, but uh, I just wanted to add that it was likely, you know, the Democrats and you know the nannies' uh, last chance, you know, to try to or the best last chance to, you know, get their seatbelt bill in, you know, in place. Because in, you know, two years from now, when when you know the next time they can bring it up, we're going to have, you know, I would yeah. imagine a lot more reinforcement. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, just think about the increase. I mean, Ken, you're one of the new movers. You just moved up within the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, just yep. think about the the dramatic increase we've seen. I mean, here just in the Keene area, since I was arrested for the couch situation, we've had a doubling, at the very least, if not a tripling, of the uh, the amount of activists coming here. Sam, you said that while you were sitting in jail reading all of these hundreds of letters, you got at least 10 uh, from people that told you that your activism has specifically encouraged them to move to the Keene area sooner. And so we're seeing more and more movers year after year just on a general track toward getting more activism here in New Hampshire. Two years from now, it's going to be impossible for them to to pass a seatbelt ban, especially if free staters start winning elections, as they'll have the opportunity to to do next year. Continue to, you're right, in a a grander fashion. Thank you, Ken, for the call tonight. Uh, It has been Ian here with you. And Sam, I am. And Mark. Sam, welcome back. We'll have you on next week, providing uh, the judge doesn't charge you with uh, contempt of court or something and throw you (laughs) back in the clink. Uh, See you tomorrow night online at freetalklive.com. You and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going to Child Protective Services. You're busted for possession of marijuana. Possession of marijuana. Hi, I'm Barry Cooper, ex-narcotics officer trained by the DEA. My DVD, Never Get Busted, has recently received world attention. I switched sides and I'm now touring America with the message to end this war on people that has been labeled the war on drugs. Go to Barry's website, NeverGetBusted.com, and order your DVD to Never Get Busted. On it, I'll teach you secret drug enforcement tactics and how to avoid narcotics profiling, how to conceal your stash, and I'll teach you how to fool drug dogs every time. I'll teach you how police know when you're lying. You'll get to go on patrol with me and watch actual marijuana arrest on the highway and learn the mistakes citizens made that landed them in jail. Go to NeverGetBusted.com and arm yourself with the information you need so you'll never have to hear these words. Get on the ground, mother... You and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going to jail. Log on to NeverGetBusted.com.